Welcome back to the Attack Podcast. As always, I'm your host, a member of Congress, Jay. Join as always is my co-host, Insider Trading, Z. How are you doing today, Z? This thing's truly inexorable. Inexorable. Really good. Like Nancy Pelosi when she left the questioning because they asked her about insider trading. You see this? Oh, yeah. You ever see, see this? I've seen this. <laughs> you ever see this? Yeah, I'm well aware. Great clip. Great clip. It's like the Sid Powell show clip where he does Yeah, when he runs out and he, yeah, I think it. he's doing George Bush in that. Well, he's not George Bush. You get it. Yeah, I got it. Good old Dave Chappelle. Nancy Pelosi. And maybe Dave Chappelle, depending on how you feel. Sure. Depending. We won't go into it. Crash Red City happened this week. We That's watched true. that. We just going to jump into that? We can keep going. We want to draw attention to the fact that we have a, a live studio audience. We do. For the first time ever, we have two people sitting with us recording. Uh, they're off mic. I said off camera. We don't have any cameras. Not yet, at least. So in a way, they are. In, in a way, they are off camera and off mic. So they might inter, inter, uh, personally jump in with our mics. You don't have four mics because we're the architect. We don't do anything fully. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have two. So they'll jump in. We have Tom and Tommy. Uh, you're not going to talk yet. Uh, you, you looked at me like you were going to get up and like do a little ditty. You're not going to do shit. <laughs> You're pointing at each other like there's three stooges. They're pointing. Oh, they're pointing at themselves. I can't see. My back's Yeah, up. Zach's back's turned. <laughs> I can see them. <laughs> that was making a really weird face. But I was trying to look at him right now. Um, Did they see Astro T? No, they didn't. They didn't have time. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> they could. They might have been able to if they got here earlier. They didn't. I, didn't, I told them to get here later anyway. Um... So Asteroid City. James. So Asteroid City. Wes Anderson's newest film. Correct. The second film we've covered on the show by um, Wes Anderson. That's right. We covered um, French Dispatch. Correct. We're good for like, you know, two to three of these a year. Yeah. A- in A23, you know, search like kind of movie. 24. Yep. One off. A23 died in the war. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're good for a, a, I don't know, I guess that's indie. It's barely indie. Jones? We'll talk they're about like something that really isn't. They're top of, they're like... Whatever, because Wes Anderson's not really an independent filmmaker anymore, is he? No, but he's big. He's big named. It's um like art house, I guess that's the word. I think we're art. Whimsy, full of whimsy. Well, sure, it is. Used well, to ball it, our whimsy it, for the year. It certainly is that. So um yeah, this one's got fucking everybody in it except Bill Murray. It's true. He got COVID apparently. Oh, that's why he wasn't in it. Evidently, or other reasons maybe. He's gonna die. Mm-mm. He's dumb. He did something untowards. Oh. I don't know exactly. I did hear about that. You did, didn't you? Yeah. So, at least he was an Ant Man, right? Mm-hmm. Apparently, he was okay. So, if you had to guess which one he was supposed to be, who did you think he was supposed to be in this movie? He's probably supposed to be Tom Hanks. Yeah, that's what you'd think, right? He wasn't. Who was he He's supposed be? to be Steve Carell? Oh, you never shut up, Tommy. You did not think that. He didn't know that. So, but that makes sense. I, I can see that too. I can see both ways. But yeah, a lot of people were. A lot of people said that same thing. I'm like, oh, for sure, he'd be Tom Hanks. That's all right. I think Tom Hanks could have did a good job. Tom Hanks is the only Tom Hanks that I know. Yeah, except for the one I killed, but <laughs> he's gone. He's dead and buried. But he's got his his um, you know, his vets as well, right? And he's got his Jeff Goldblum's, his Jason Schwartzman's, his Adrian Brody's. No Owen Wilson either. No. Owen his Jeffrey Wright's, his Tilda Swinton's. Love you, Jeffrey Wright. His um, guy. No Timothy Chalamet either, but he's not really a a classic. Little group. Flash Thompson guy. Yes, that guy. He's in a lot of them. No mm-hmm. Ray Fiennes. No. And then also, is this is this Scarlett Johansson's first film with him? Yes. Tom Hanks and um, I don't know, probably a handful of them. The children. Some of the children. The ones who played the children. The one from Dungeons and Dragons. Correct. She's in. Leif Schreiber. She doesn't do anything. Else. Famously, you know, uh, Sabretooth from <laughs> X Men Origins Wolverine. Yes, Leif Schreiber. His um, most distinguished role. The best role he's ever done, I think. Mm-hmm. Can't think of any other roles he's done on the top of my head. 
He's in. He was on a like a like a like a Showtime show. Hmm. Was it any good? I don't know. You never saw it. Well, yeah, I saw it. Speaks for itself. It was like he was like a hitman or something. You know, goes. Oh, the hitman's bodyguard's wife. Better than that. I mean, I would. It's think. hard to beat that movie. That movie's pretty impeccable. The movie's got awful, Jack. We don't need to get into it, though. There's no reason to even discuss it at this point. I, I oh, and Edward Norton. He's, Edward, he shows up a fair he's bit, a right? Classic. Yeah, he's in a lot of them. Um, Jeff, you said Jeff Goldblum? Yeah, you said Jeff Goldblum. You get it, though. We don't need to just need Wait, name it. There's a bunch of people. Pull the list with everybody. Um, so this movie is a bit of a bit of an inception kind of thing. A lot of layers here. Well, Lee Schreiber was in Isle of Dogs, at the very least. So Was he one of the dogs or the island? I don't know. Hmm. I've not seen it. Also, the TV show was called Ray Donovan. Do you know Ray Donovan, Tom? You've not like you knew it. I think it's about Ray Donovan, like Showtime classic. You could have chimed in. Would you like to chime in about it Ray Donovan? It was Showtime. I was correct about that. I was worried. I wasn't sure if it was Showtime or Stars. Now, or hold on. Before you chime in, Tom, do you actually have something to say? Or are you just going to like say some bullshit in the mic and I got to have to cut it later, which I won't cut. Anyway. Um, right, so, this movie. Oh, Brian Cranston's in this movie, too. He is. Is he, just, has just been in other ones or not? No, he's one of the oh, new I didn't, ones. I, he's a new addition. Like, as I just said, we could just name people forever, but I thought we were done with that part. What? Uh, you're not on mic, Tommy. I can't hear you. No one can hear you. There you go. He was in Isle of Dogs. <laughs> Perfect. So we just found out. We just got word. He's in Isle of Dogs. Word. He's in Isle of Dogs. So there you go. He's also returning. Incredible. Incredible. So this movie is a movie um, of a uh, television program of a, of a play about a play. Yeah. Roughly. Something like that, and in, in as much as we could tell, the best we could tell, and um, I think I think that's worth getting into just off the the rip there. Did you find that to be uh, like valuable in any way, necessary? No, I don't think it needed to be a broadcasting of the show. It could just I think it's just a vehicle to explain what, what's happening, but I don't think we needed to have a play within a play. Right, it's, that seems a bit gratuitous. But it's also like a play within a play within a show or whatever. Yeah, there's also there's, there's like it, there's definitely too many layers. You went a little bit layer, which maybe is the point. But yeah, I think you could argue that it would have been just as well without it. Yeah, he's gone a bit far in some places. It could have just been Asteroid City, like the 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 thing, you know, the story itself. Mm-hmm. But I guess the, the, some of the themes and stuff kind of tie into it. Um, but I mean, yeah, you get it from like the trailers. So it's, it's a city out in like the west, just in the middle of the desert, and there's a little asteroid. It's not really clear where. At one point, they say it's like. Don't they say like the Utah, Colorado, Nevada, yeah, <laughs> California desert? That yeah. doesn't even make sense That's geographically. Too, much, too many deserts. But um, so it's out west somewhere, and there's an asteroid, and they're doing it's like the f- stargazers and it's things. Fifties, right? Yeah, or the sixties? I don't know. One of the two. One of Some the two. time where they're probably still racist. Oh, almost certainly. Oh, Jeffrey Wright's doing all right. He's, like he's a, a five star general, general. So he's beat. He beat. Was the he a five star general? I couldn't remember. They said five star. Yeah, it's notable, Jack. There's not many of those, right? You can't. You can only have one at a time. Oh, he's hey, during a war, no less. You have to like only during a war do we say like this is the guy, the head so, of, who leads the most, leads us all. So that's not really accurate. Or George Washington, he's number six. He's a six area. He's the only one. Once they bring him back from the dead, they pull the magic horn. It brings the founding fathers yeah, yeah, back. The horn. He'll yeah. solve all our problems. So um, yeah. I mean, and hijinks ensue. We probably don't need to get into like all the minutia of the exact story here, right? But yeah, yeah I I've seen uh. We should also clarify that it cuts between styles based on what layer you're yes. in. So the the Asteroid City parts are like full screen and full color and all that. Um, and then when it's the play TV show program, mm-hmm. it's in like four by three in black and white. So maybe to help you keep it straight, show yeah. you different areas. 
But even then, the lines get blurred there because there's overlap, overlap and things and situations that don't really make sense as it goes along. Mm-hmm. Or does it? It's again, it's very like difficult, and I think it's kind of intentionally vague at times. Um, like we'll just say, so there's a part where so Margot Robbie's in this as well. Yeah, very briefly, right? And her character is an act. I mean, again, this is where it gets confusing. So she's an actor because they're all actors because yeah. they're doing the the play play thing. Um, except she was cut from the play early on, and so she's in a different play across the street. And at one point, Jason Schwartzman goes out for like a smoke. And like, she's there. And she's there. And she recounts the whole scene to him. And so it's like, was that scene part of the TV broadcast of the about the play about the play? <laughs> or is that just something we? Or is that just something we saw? But that wouldn't really make sense. No, right? I think it is because because that's the part when Adrian Brody's like, "Here's the thesis of the whole movie, Jason mm-hmm. Schwartzman." And he tells him. But there's other parts. I mean, that's what those parts are, right? Yeah. Like, we get intercut throughout the whole Asteroid City thing. Like, oh, look, at this is like the behind-the-scenes, real-world aspect of it, right? Yeah. Well, so is that one of those or not? I think I think it is a part of the TV program. I think so, too. It's weird. It's weird you put it's that weird. in a TV program. It's weird. It's TV. Well, again, it's is it a real play? Within the universe of the TV program, is that a real playwright? I thought they say it's fictional. Isn't that what he says at the very beginning? Yeah, Brian Cranston is fictional. like it's all fictional. So it's not even a real. It's not a real play or real playwrights or any like it's yeah. all. It's all fake. It's a fake thing and a fake it's thing. A fake thing and a fake thing. That's why I said that like like Scarlett Johansson's character in particular, right? She's Scarlett a- Johansson's re- in real life an actress, right? So she is playing an actor who's playing an actor who's playing, playing an, an actor, actor playing an actor playing maybe maybe another actor in maybe there another too. actor. <laughs> there's a couple. There's got to be one and two. Because she's playing a character where she's like, all right, this is a character who they cast to be in Asteroid City, right? Except that's not really, is she being, because that's not a real actor, even in the universe, right? Yeah. Because again, they said that it's all fictional. So she's just an actor playing that fictionalized version of an actor. But then within Asteroid City, her character is also an actor actor. trying to, in the play that she's auditioning for within Asteroid City, I think she's also an actor. See? Why does Jason Schwartzman burn his hand? Why does he burn his hand? Jeff? Well, that's the know. question, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of the big themes. So, do you want to? Okay, let's just get into the plot then. What uh, whatever plot there is, real right? real broad strokes. So you know the whole thing of of Wes Anderson, right? Is that he's got this impersonal style. It's his, it's his thing. It's what he loves to do, right? Gets all these actors in, and he makes them not act. <laughs> he makes them act by not acting, yeah. and three words off. No a page. one moves hardly, and it's all this picturesque dollhouse the way they always describe it, right? Um. But it's, you know, usually at its core, it has a lot of heart to it, right? Mm-hmm. Did you did you find that with this one? I did. Quite enjoyed it. A lot, a lot of solid heart things. It's about grief, I guess, vaguely. Yeah. Um, I would say, in general, I didn't find this to have quite the, like, depths as the French Dispatch for me, personally. Mm-hmm. Which apparently is an unpopular opinion. We were talking about it. Um, apparently, that's one of the films people don't, don't like. Don't like as much of his. Yeah, I was. He really liked it. If you go yeah, back we listen to that episode, um, so I would say I definitely didn't have the. I mean, the French Dispatch. It, it made me. I cried at the end, Jack. I, I didn't do that. I had real tears. Real well, I'm an tears. alpha, so I didn't. Right, do of course. That. Um, it didn't quite get me there. Although the scene with Margot Robbie was probably the closest where I was like, I'm feeling things. Really, it's melting my heart. Yeah, that's no? good. You didn't feel that. You didn't find that. I mean, I felt that. I, I think I liked it more. I think I felt more when um, he's talking to Adrian Brody right before that. You think so? Yeah. I also like this thing with Tom Hanks. That was good. Where he's like being the gruff, you know, father-in-law about it, but then he's a good guy. He's like, I can't not help you. Which is good. That's nice. That's good. That's good. 
They're there for all, within, within Asteroid City, the actual thing you watch, it's all in color. They're there for like a junior space cadet program to celebrate something. And there's like Jason Schwartzman's son and four other people, including Scarlett Johansson's daughter. And they're all like super smart geniuses who made these inventions. And then an alien shows up and they're like, what the fuck? An alien's here. And they're trying to figure out what their, what their place is in the broader universe. Because now an alien's here and like everything they know is wrong or everything they know is very subject to change. Um, and they're trapped in Asteroid City together because it's a quarantine because the government or whatever. Mm-hmm. And hijinks ensue. Lots of hijinks. Lots of whimsy. But, uh, Do you find it funny, this movie? I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny, too. You had some good laughs? Yeah. What was it? Oh, I was trying to think. I had one that I was like, that's the best joke. Oh, it's the one where um, <laughs> Scott Johansson's like, I have a nude scene. You want to see it? And then he's just silent for a minute. And he's like, did I say yes? <laughs> I meant to say yes. My body didn't move. That's uh, a good one. Uh, but yeah, it's funny. I mean, it's It's got his kind of humor. Again, like so much of the everything in these movies comes like is derived from the fact that it's it's so deadpan deadpan and toned down um i wanted to talk about that a little in general jack okay so like this is very much a wes anderson movie right and if you go and see the reviews i got a bunch of them pulled up here maybe i'll read a few choice selections probably will um uh so the hollywood reporter says uh the trouble is there's just not enough here to fully engage the viewer beyond the trademark aesthetics no emotional pull or lingering feeling and far too few genuine laughs for movies so curiously weightless, it seems awfully pleased with itself. Its moments of magic evaporating almost instantaneously. Dang. I don't think I liked it very much. Um, IndieWire says, like any movie by Wes Anderson, Asteroid City is the epitome of a Wes Anderson movie. Uh, and some other shit, but whatever. Variety says, Asteroid City looks smashing, but as a movie, it's for Anderson diehards only, and maybe not even too many of them. You get it, right? There's a lot of that, um, which is like, yeah, this is a Wes Anderson movie, like, to its core. And I, we saw that going in, right? Yeah. There's a lot of people who are like, this is the most Wes Anderson movie, Wes Anderson movie you've ever seen. He's, it's the most Wes has ever Anderson, frankly. Um, And it kind of did make me think, and I, and I saw people, like, you know, kind of speculate on this, of, like, is this all he can do, right? Yeah. Because as much as it's, like, his trademark at this point, it's it's also, like, the only thing he does. he does, right? And I think that's interesting to kind of examine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with, like, making movies a certain kind of way. But, you know, we talked about him. It'll come up later, like Spielberg, right? Spielberg is maybe, like, he's one of the best to ever do it. And one of the things I like so much about him is that he has such a range of the kind of movies that he can make, right? Yeah. Whereas all Wes Anderson movies are so, like, you know, undeniably, like, Wes Anderson movies. You can't even... You cannot separate them from that, right? Yeah. And I think that's something worth, I don't know, remarking. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's got one trick, but it's a pretty good trick. That's a thing, right? That's how I feel. He's about quite it. good at it. Yeah. So, like Martin Scorsese, that guy only makes yeah. He'll put Robert De Niro and have him kill a guy, and put him in a trunk. That's kind of every movie Robert De Niro's in with Martin Scorsese. Nothing wrong with that. It's a lot of them, but you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think it's it is interesting to think about. Of like, can he do anything that isn't this? Probably not. Maybe not. Right? Like without the whimsy and the we get it. Like you know, and the but I don't know. If, look don't at know the dollhouse and look at the symmetry and I don't make my actors act. I don't like it though. Yeah, no, it's pretty good, but I'm Cut, just saying. I kind of want a lot. Yeah. I mean, at some point when it is just so, like, I understand why people kind of get tired of it. Yeah. And there's lots of people who say, like, they can appreciate what he's doing, right? But it's not for them. Mm. And that also makes sense to me. And that's, I think, going to be, like, a consequence of making movies this kind of way in such a particular way. Yeah. And just doing it over and over again. I know he kind of definitely has leaned into that style more and more because I don't think, like, Bottle Rocket or Ten Bombs, or there's another one that I'm thinking of. I can't remember the name of The Darling. We went to the school. I don't know. 
uh, whatever it is that aren't quite this way but definitely as time goes on he gets he really kind of molds himself in there like moonrise and mr fox isle of dogs obviously this one french dispatch those are grand budapest Bo- grand budapest yeah those ones mm-hmm. definitely the most like you just just like you made a miniature and shot it and mm-hmm. then you made ray fine stress in purple or whatever yeah <laughs> Uh, you get it. Yeah. Made Wilden Folk kill a cat or whatever. Yeah, you get it. I want the foes in this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I Like I said, I definitely kind of understand that mm. to an extent. That like Sometimes you want something different. Yeah. You want to see if you can bit. do a little more. It, it's just one. Yeah. It is interesting to speculate. Like, can he do anything that isn't a Wes Anderson movie? Because, again, you think of Spielberg. Is there any? Is there such thing as like a Spielberg movie? Right? What's the most Spielberg movie? Pablemans? Maybe. Is it though? That's him. Kind is of. Is that the most Spielberg he's ever Spielberg or what? Perhaps. Perhaps not. <laughs> he made Paul Dano with Divorce Dead. The role he was born to play. I. Hey, I'd argue. I know you would. You have. I have. Have you done the show? Definitely. Um, sure. But now I just have one question. That I was burning me the whole movie. What's okay. the What's the play about Zach? Well, Jack, that's the thing. I still don't know. So the and I about. guess that's the point, right? If we want to get lofty about it, if we want to try to do themes, we rarely get into this. Well, because we can't. I don't it's think kinda... <laughs> we can. I don't think we can well, do no, themes. We do. we do sometimes. When, it, do... when it's when it's worthy of it. Well, for Ant-Man, like Quantumania? Well, I said when it's worthy <laughs> of it. We got into themes about, like, Andor and themes. We loved them. That doesn't help our case. House of the Dragon? What? House of the Dragon? Oh, the House, Last of Us? Maybe House of the Dragon. Maybe Last of Us. No, those are all equally good shows. I never said equally good, but doing the Star Wars thing doesn't help our case. Well, that's okay. We're, we are what we are, Jack. Uh, that's fair. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with there's it. There's no chat. Listen. Can we, can we not... Ma- like, Wes Anderson, can we only make an Akatak episode? I'd argue yes. But so... That's a theme. Also in the movie, yeah. right? So in the movie, Edward Norton, who is the fictional playwright writing the fictional... Asteroid City says that Asteroid City is a play about infinity. infinity and the meaning of life and something or whatever he says, yeah. right? And I think that's like kind of the it's kind of a joke, right? Mm. Or like mystery, whatever you want to call it. Like that's he's decidedly fun at this. yes, that's decidedly not what, what this about. movie is about. Just some playwright who can't figure out what he is plays about. And I think that's kind of the point is that it isn't that, but it like wants you to think that for a second. He pulls a rug out from under you when it's like the opposite. It's the universe, right? It's about how, like, it's just people, man. It's just living life or whatever. Life is confusing. You don't know why you do things. What is, like, infinity? Like, that's all kind of stupid and, like, lofty. Yeah, too nebulous. Because it can be anything. Like, oh, the meaning of life? Like, no, it's just it's just about life. It's not about the meaning yeah. of life. It's just people existing. Take the meaning from what you've done. So, Jason Schwartzman's character, in, like, the middle of the play, he kind of breaks the fourth wall and he's like, wait, what's this play about? And he walks off and he... We cut from Asteroid City to the a layer up, I guess. We jump a layer back to like the TV program of the play. And he's like, what is this play? When he finds a director, Adrian Brody, and he's like, I don't know what this play is. Like, what are we doing? And he's like, no. He's like, am I playing it right? Yeah. He's like, well, you are. No one knows what the play's about. But you got to tell the story anyway. He's like, am I playing it right? And he's like, yeah, you're doing it real good. He's like, I get up there every night, and it's like, it feels so real. It feels like I'm feeling his pain. He's like, yeah, man. Yeah. You're it's acting. The character's you. You've become the character, the characters come you or whatever. And I guess that's that's part of it too. Like it's about it's a movie about it's a, it's a classic thing, right? It's a movie about filmmaking. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Like any, every Quentin Tarantino. It's like this is about stories and like yeah, why we tell them and all that. And it's like they all, every every great director's gotta have one of them, at yeah, least. Exactly. And so it's yeah, the the play is not important as much as it's like the people in it and mm. I don't know. 
It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Well, I think also that what I got from it, at least, when he says, mm-hmm. like, we gotta, we, well, even if you don't get it, let's keep telling the story, is that, like, even if you don't get it, it doesn't matter because somebody will get something. Like, you have to keep telling it because the audience will get something out of it, and that's important. Because you don't have to get it because it's not for you. You're so you think, like, it. he feels like, like, this is Wes Anderson being like, hey, sometimes you just make a movie you don't really know. Yeah, but you don't. Ha- you I guess so. you don't have to know because you, as long as you, the viewer, get something out of it, anything, mm-hmm. then the movie is worked. Maybe. And it worked for me. Fuck. When he said that, I was like, God, you gotta keep telling that story, man. Adrian Brody, so. you got me again. You son of a bitch. <laughs> he he won. He beat Daniel Day Lewis and Jack Nicholson and Michael Caine. He did do 2002 that. 2002 for the pianist. That he did. Never seen the movie, but hey, God bless him. Beat Bill the Butcher. That was a great Daniel Day Lewis role. Maybe not as good as There Will Be Blood. Haven't seen it, but I don't know. But maybe. <laughs> He's bad in his child. He's bad in his boy. He did a man. He in killed his boy. Paul Denner with that bowling pin. He drank his milkshake. He drank the milkshake. He drank it all up. He slipped he drank it, it up. up. He got a big straw. He mined. He mined oil. Yeah. Jack Nicholson. I don't know what movie he was in. I think he was in as good as it gets. Was he? No, he wasn't. That was not in two thousand two. No, no, that was from the nineties. I think he didn't win an Oscar for as good as it gets. And famously remarked to Robin Williams, "Look, Robbo, now I have one for every decade." There you go. By winning his third Oscar. That's true. Pointing at Tommy when I said that. Keeping you involved, Tommy. Tommy's reading the newspaper like an old man on a bench. You, you brought it here? <laughs> what are you, a fucking character? What is this? He's a Wes Anderson character. <laughs> He's reading the newspaper on the ferry. With his, what fucking year is it? With his big trench coat and his fedora. <laughs> He's lighting a cigarette. You're giant. This is... We've already gone off the rails. And now it... I can't hear it crumpling listeners, but Tommy's a comically large newspaper... That that he is that he is is folded. folded the whole thing. Yeah, that's not how people read newspaper. <laughs> you don't lay it out in front of you, <laughs> sprawl like a madman with string and pins. You cut that all up to make a letter. Or <laughs> Ransom off the mayor's son. <laughs> like in the French Dispatch. Like in the French Dispatch. Was it, ah, I, incredible. It was the police. It was the police commissioner's son, but that's fine. You did. We want to talk about the French Dispatch. You want to see if you liked it or not? All right. Well, come on. Tom's gonna say if you like the French Dispatch or not. Go take it away, Tom. Uh, it, I watched the first two episodes and it was really confusing. Right, they're not broken up in episodes. Sit back down. <laughs> it's, it's a, a film. Down. It's a film, not episodes. What are you saying? <laughs> it's a movie, not two episodes. All right, all right so Tom didn't know that. what the fuck he was talking about. Cut all that. Cut all that. <laughs> Cut all that. <laughs> Cut all that. I, I'm sorry to serve your newspaper reading, Tom. That's my fault. That's on us. Cut uh, all that. Cut, cut all, all that. Tommy, you better have something to say when you come up here. So, <laughs> I know you will. I'll probably cut that too. Um, so, what are we talking about? Asteroid City? What it means? Right. What are you... That's nothing. You watched a very secret service? Let me see your laptop. Bring it to me. Bring it. Hand it to me. I'm, I'm being held the MacBook right now, listeners. At the height of the Cold War in 1960, Andre... Murdelax joins the French Secret Service and contends with enemies both foreign and bureaucratic. Now, this is from October 28th, 2015. The French Dispatch, Tom, is a film from 2021. So, Asteroid City. What do you what'd you get from it? What do you think of that? Do you have no, a similar I think, idea? I, I, yeah, I, I think that's kind of the idea. I think another thing is uh, control, um, because there's a very, is a, a running, mm-hmm. I won't call it a running joke, but I guess a running idea of, uh, there's a part where Jason Schwartzman's character uh, the father, whose wife died, he's grieving. It's part of the grief thing. He burns his hand on a like electric griddle sandwich maker thing. And we see it uh, both being written 
in the play television program by yeah it's it's referenced well before we actually yes, see it play out by Edward Norton's playwright because whoever's character. playing the character of the the actor who's the actor who's playing what's his name Artie uh Ar- 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 I think it's Argy Argel Argel whatever Argy Argy sounds right I think it's Argy the actor who plays him in the play no comes to, to Edward Norton the playwright's house and is like ah put me in your play Mister and then he's like. Why, do you, why does he burn his hand in the griddle? And everyone's like, I don't really know. It just he's happened. Like, he's like, I think he does it because... And he's like, I think, yeah, I think he does it because he... That's the reason for his heart is beating so fast. And he's like, oh, that's a good line. I should write that. He's and like, no, he I does, shouldn't. Shouldn't the characters say what they're feeling? Well, he does a scene that we never actually see in the in the play, do we? Oh, right, yeah, we never see it. Um, And then we see that play out later on. I mean, yeah, Control's, I think, a big one. There's like... See, okay, this is the thing I talked about getting confused by. Like, I don't understand where Scarlett Johansson's characters begin and end. Um, like yeah. when she's being Midge and when she's being the one she's auditioning for. Yeah, but she talks about how like she's got a past with like a violent men, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, there's a big theme of like government control. Yeah, because there's the big government quarantine thing. So I think that there's definitely something to that. Oh yeah, for sure. You can't leave. When they're like, we should just leave. They can't shoot us all, kind of thing. Um control with like knowing things they don't know enough where the end come from he doesn't tell his kids that the their wife that their mom is dead for like three weeks um it's a lot of stuff like that uh we could oh, i forgot to do theater theatrics but we'll keep talking about the movie <laughs> do you want to do theater theatrics oh uh, we could <laughs> the minister well we, we'll do we can do it at the end we'll do it at the end all right we'll, we'll, we'll shake up how we do movie reviews incredible even if, we, if you can even call these reviews who'd you like most in this um oh i'd have to say oh Jason Schwartzman. He did good, of course. I, I mean, more, he's like the main characters, yeah, I would say. Or so. Adrian Brody. Because he, yeah, he was he funny did. living in the in the set when he's fake punching the speed yeah. bag when the speed bag's right next to him. His wife's leaving him. Yeah, his wife's leaving him when she gives him advice. He lived on the set the whole time. Yeah, because he couldn't live somewhere else because he was an alcoholic or something. Well, because his wife was leaving him and he was depressed, I think, was the idea. Didn't see his son. He said he didn't want... I mean, he said... Oh, yeah, he, he was going to kill himself. He could jump out a window. That's what it was. He couldn't be a place with real windows. Yes. Even though there are windows in a theater. Not that you can jump out of normally. Depends it's on how you try. I mean, I guess it depends on the kind of theater, but if often... F- if you fly the window high it's enough... It's a tall building with no, like, windows to get out of because it's dark because it's the whole... That's true. Have you been in a theater? With- <laughs> no, a theater is a place that's made of glass where you grow plants. Right. That's right. a theater. Okay. I, I, is that not a theater? No, I understand. And concept. a greenhouse is a little tank you old fish in. Right, I see where we've gone. We've, yes, well, we've misstepped here. And a car's a place I hold all my cheese. I honestly think Margot Robbie did stellar for her for, for her one scene. Yeah, really. one scene. I liked her. Especially because, again, it's like, and that's 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 how he gets you, man. Um, You know, I saw one of the earlier reviews, like, this is, describing this as, like, the personification, again, like, this is the most Wes Anderson one he's ever did, right? This is his... Um, anti-empathy style perfected, right? Mm. And there's a lot of discourse about this because it's like, what does that mean, right? Are his movies anti-empathy or not? And again, the idea is like, they're, the style is, right? All the stylistic decisions that go into making these movies, the way that they're directed, the way that they're um, shot, right? the way that they're acted, is all like just this kind of monotone, detached thing, right? Yeah, very like, not sterile, but clean. Right, and, and yet the content is not. It'll hit you. It gets you anyways, and that's kind of what's so impressive. And that was a very good example of that. Because she's just sitting there and... Recounting a scene. And she's saying it in just like the... And then you said, and then I said, and then you said... And it should be it should be nonsense, right? Yeah. But I was like really feeling it. I was like, God damn, Margot Robbie, okay. And then he says it at the end, and I'm like, God, you're right. You're right. His pictures always come out, Jack. His pictures always come out. 
I liked Jeffrey Wright, of course. I love Jeffrey Wright. It's great. Westworld season five might come back. Oh, God willing, Jack. God willing. Which God? Not the good one. A good, a just God. Depends mm, which God you believe. I'm all for the devil. That's the thing. We'll get to that in a minute, Jack. But sometimes God's an asshole. Read the Bible a lot of times. <laughs> At least half that book, he's not a great guy. Um, if he was real, of course. Right. Well, so I don't know how much else you got about Death Strait City. Um. Okay, I think there's too many layers to it. But again, maybe that's the I point. I like Maya Hawk. She's in it. Oh, yeah, she's in it. Oh, she she's good as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Maya Hawk's very good. Um. I liked the plot line with the little kid who kept like smoking cigarettes and buying land. That, <laughs> that was, kid was cool. That kid was fun. Um, I thought it was going to come up when like the the town explodes and that like like overnight because of the aliens that maybe they would be like, son, you've got to, it's worth a million dollars or like you know some yeah. some joke there, but it doesn't really come to anything. No, but I yeah, I just really liked. It's really, I'll definitely probably get to try to give this movie a rewatch when it comes to HBO Max. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We gotta want to want to rate it. We never do this, but we want to give no. it a score. I don't want to. I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I gave it a four I gave it four stars on Letterboxd. I gave it four and a half. When we read a Letterboxd reviews, I love the would. show. Of course you would. I said, um... You're, just, you're a fucking contrarian. That's it. If there's anyone who's a contrarian, it's this guy. I'm not a contrarian. You are too. More symmetry and whimsy that you can shake a stick at. That was mine. Four and a half stars. And then you said, I'm reading Zach's, I still don't know what the play's about. <laughs> that's a great one. I really enjoyed it. I liked it. He didn't like mine because he's mean and doesn't <laughs> like me. But I liked it because I'm a good friend. I'm a good friend. Jay. Yes? How can I help you? I'm only I I listen. I like good reviews, okay? I like good insightful reviews, and so take from that what you will. I use this as Twitter. It's like my Twitter, but for movies. I know. I'll Jack, I'll get to it, alright? After you fucking belly ached about the last one, I went through and I liked all your stupid you fucking did, reviews. You did, I saw that. Alright? So would you just calm down? What was Jesus your favorite? Christ. Um I'll tell you what my least favorite is. I hate anytime you do the she blank my blank till I blank. You don't like she puts on my boots till I make my last wish? That's so good. Tommy loves that one. No. Tommy, if it's, do you like it? Say it. You can't hear him, but... No. I, he, he did say it. Zach heard him. No. I don't like that one. I like that one least of all. I like that one le- Actually, I kind of thought she deus my ex till I mock, and it's kind of funny. And then, you, and then you, of course, you drove her right into the ground. Well, like, it's a joke. I a have piss to. joke. Which one's the piss joke? Whatever you said. She puts on my... I don't know. She puts on my boots. Piss, it sounds like piss on my boots. Well, I would never piss on my boots. They're my boots. I'd be covered in piss then. No. Anyway, let's do theater theory actually before I lose my mind talking about piss. Uh, so we went to this movie, of course, in the theater, as you would. And <laughs> we can't escape weird people at the theater. We but just can't. We can't. We, but, so we got to the theater, and we were trouncing on in, and we're like, we hope no one took our seat for Asteroid City. And lo and behold, this, this half-empty theater. Half-empty half is generous. All empty. It's mostly empty. It was like every th- every like eighth seat was occupied or something. Yeah. It felt like, and of course, someone still managed to sit right in our seats. So this guy's sitting there, and not only is just a guy, he's got a big ass fucking husky with him. Huge dog, a very very big dog, very fluffy. Probably most of it was fluff, but huskies are big even without their hair. There's no way. It was. It's got some. The fluff added a little bit. If you open that fucking door, Tom, there's no way. You what are the, you doing? Do you have to pee again? What are you doing in my house, man? <sighs> You're upsetting me. I don't like this. This has gone too far. But there's no way. That's the third time in like an hour. I think he's, I think he's sabotaging your stove. <laughs> I would not turn on your stove again. Don't light a match. Yeah, is, he ta- is, he, is he letting the gas stove run? I think he's, he's trying your, to kill me. I think he's taking your copper pipes. You gotta get a hand on your copper. Ridiculous. You can cut all that. So, um, 
the dog's huge. It was, like a a, it was at least 100 pounds or something. It was, it, a, it was, it was a big dog. It was such a big fucking it, dog. It was exacerbated by its the fluffiness of its fur. And so we did the thing where we were like, well, this guy's in our seat, so why don't we just move? Which is never the move, but we're cowards. Um, <laughs> and I don't I don't want to confront anybody. So we just said, we'll just move. And then, of co- inevitably, well, invariably. Like clockwork. Not even 10 seconds. I hadn't even sat down. Yeah, I, was, I was like, I'm, let me give this at least a second to make sure. And I had not even... Put ass to seat before the people were up and they're like, these guys are in our seat, should we say anything? <laughs> and I heard them say it. They were like whispering, but I heard them say it. And I was yeah. like, well, yeah, we got to move. <laughs> and I was like, oh. So then we stood and kind of stared at this guy for 10 seconds being like, oh, you, you got to say You got to right. And then he's like, oh, am I in your seat? And we're like, yeah, you're in our seat. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And he was very nice about it. Down. Yeah, he was fine. And then he said something that really kind of threw us for a tissue. We was like, well, yeah, this is. I just kind of sat here because the guy near my seat gave me a weird look because of my dog. It's, yeah, he said, I like, want to be like, yeah, dickhead, he got a big fucking dog in Asteroid City. Yeah, he said something like, <laughs> yeah, he was like, I had to move because, he's like, yeah, I moved because guy down there was staring at me. I, was, I want to, yeah, I thought the same thing. I want to be like, a fucking course, dude. You brought like a hundred pound dog to fuck the fucking movies for, for why? Why? I petted him. He was a nice dog. I didn't want to touch the dog. Well, okay, that's the other thing. The dog fucking smelled. It smelled like a big ass dog because it was a big ass fucking dog. And it was you know, a thick fur, so you can't clean it as well. And that guy also probably smelled too. He, he had like a blanket he put in the seat next to him. I don't know what man. He was had flip flops. Took the flip flops off. Bare feet. I will say it was a very well behaved dog. It didn't make a peep. Um, if so. it made a peep, I would have killed it with a gun. <laughs> then you, did you notice that like other people showed up in our row? I feel like he was almost surely sitting in their. He seat. was sitting in their seats, and they sat further down and the they row. They just didn't say anything either. And I was like, this is the problem, Jack. We had the same... We've talked about this before, but this is the thing that happens. All it takes is one person to fuck it up, and now you've got, like, this chain reaction where everyone's day's fucked. You gotta just stand your ground. With and then guns. he did the same thing that the guy... That the last theater theatrics did, which is just... He just left and never he, returned. He left, like, a, like, like halfway, halfway through. Like, it was, pre, it was not even that close he, to the end. He packed up the pup and left. And I was like, okay, maybe he needs to take his dog out for some kind He's of reason. He's gotta go shit in the lobby. <laughs> But then he just never fucking came back. He left his pretzels there. I don't even know if they were finished. Should have eaten those pretzels. I didn't want to. Probably fed to the dog. Put me the dog with the cheese out or something. Maybe somebody arrested and be like, "Hey, what's that dog doing there? Give me her." So fucking weird, Jack. That's why it's I like, hate it's kind of like bringing theater. a baby almost to a to a movie. To a dog it's just fight. like why? Just get a dog sitter, a babysitter. That's the thing. Any kind of sitter. If you can't, then just don't. I guess. Yeah. Oh, that dog, that dog was so fucking big. I That's think it, thing. I think it was. A, it seemed like a service dog, but oh, it wasn't yes. labeled appropriately. Because it, it had like one of the things you hold I if you're blind. I concur. But it didn't say like, "Don't pet me, fuckers." All right. Her. Well, yeah, he said we could pet it. I did pet him. I, I didn't touch pet, it. I, I said, didn't want to touch this dog. dog. I just like it, it's only even. That he, I feel like he got away with it as much as he did because it was so empty. Can you imagine if it was like a full theater and he tried to like, "What do you do with that fucking dog?" And he'd probably be like, "Get that dog out of here, bro." Wild. We should have yelled at So anyway, him. now that we've dragged another stranger into this show that no one listens to. Um, not even Tommy does. Tommy doesn't listen to it. And we hate him for it. But yeah. Good, <laughs> good ass show. Good ass movie. I mean, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. If you don't like I it, definitely agree with the with the idea of the, like, if, you, if you're if you into Wes Anderson, you'd probably like it. I don't... I, yeah, I don't know if on its own... Like, I kind of understand those criticisms where it's like, this is kind of for his fans. Yeah. Because it is maybe the most... Wes Anderson he's ever done. It's, yeah, again. We've, I said it like 15 times. But it's maybe the most indulgent, like, look at, it's me doing me, my thing here that he's ever done. No one else can do it but me. So, maybe maybe this will be like a, a real, like, watershed moment, though. Maybe now, like, his next movie, he will be like, I'm just doing another normal movie. What if he makes Extraction 3? 
<laughs> what if Wes Anderson makes Extraction 3? Now that, I'd watch that movie. I, I mean, I've seen Extraction 1. I heard you the review. Shut up. Like. Shut up. I what? I you. watched it. You're, You're getting mad if you watch a movie man. you told You're me? You're a bastard, man. I watched it. We could have watched it last week when it came out. Well, we did. I brought it up in Jackson. No, no, fuck you. All right, no. no bring go it up ahead, on the go show ahead, here. Go ahead, bring it you're up. Gonna br- you're going to bring up Extraction on the show. I watched it, didn't I? Well, at least number we one. We talked about Extraction months ago, whenever the months trailer ago. came out, Extraction 2, and I was like, Jack, we should, we could do this. We could yep. do this on the show. Cause I it, don't Because we watch movies on this show, and we, do- we didn't watch the trailer because you hadn't seen Extraction. Oh, right, that's why. I so I was like, now. Jack, if you watch Extraction, then we can watch Extraction 2 when it comes out. And then Day Extraction 2 came out last week. We went to see The Flash, and I was Great like... Movie. Or whatever was it? Last it week? was the yeah. And I was like, Jack, Extraction came out to Extraction Two came out today. It snuck up on me as well. We could have watched that if only you'd seen Extraction. And then you were like, Huh? What? Never even heard of these movies. What the fuck are you talking about, Chris? Who? I think I spit in your on your in your Chris. Food. Who? And I said, Jack, I've talked about. I've mentioned it multiple times. This show. I said it's like John Wick when we watch Sisu, and you're like, If you say so, Jack. And then the next day you were like, So watched Extraction with the fam. <laughs> Fuck yourself. <laughs> we get along great on the show. Don't worry. You liked it. At least you did like it. I did it. enjoy it. Now imagine if I hadn't. It would add to the long list of things. Well, that's what that's that's what I came to ultimately. I said, Jack, I don't give a shit anymore. Watch yeah. it. Don't watch it because I don't need you to tell me how a thing I like is bad again. Because I'm I'm over it at this point. That's fair. It wears on my soul. I don't mean to wear on your soul. I feel so thin. Much. I did feel bad about that. You oughta at this point. All right, we're gonna act at that guy to this before I lose my mind. Into Secret Invasion. So, oh boy, Secret Invasion time. We had a Marvel show all year. We're finally... We've been waiting for you all year, and you're finally here. We're so <laughs> happy. So, Secret Invasion, oh boy, more Secret Invasion, uh, is the newest Marvel show uh, by Marvel. Uh, <laughs> it, I'm sorry. I've been th- That it is. I've been thrown off. <laughs> I'm off my... I've lost my mojo. No, that's all right. No, I gotta get my groove right. back. I'll lie the Emperor. Yeah, I get it. No, I understand. So yeah, this is obviously um David Spade, I get it. David David Spade, of course. Um John Goodman. Yeah. The guy who plays Gronk. With the kid, I get it. Pa- thank you, Patrick Warburton. Thank you, Tommy. What you Tommy's our producer. He's Jamie. He's Jamie. Right up. <laughs> Even though it isn't the laptop. I'd um uh, Amir or something. He's some blonde redhead dude. So uh well and here it is, Jack. Oh yeah. We finally got it. Nick Fury's... It's the Nick Fury show, basically. Nick Fury show, where Talos is real... He's too freaking old, man. He's limping. They've made that part of the plot point. Oh, it's... Well, the whole thing is this. is like, you're too old, Fury. You're a relic. It's like what they do in every spy movie ever, right? Every James Bond movie. Every James Bond movie. Like, James Bond, you're too old. Our enemy has no borders. You're the same speech (laughs) three times in that series of Daniel Craig movies. Shut up. You just... Would you shut up? I didn't even say... I didn't say anything about it. I didn't even say anything about the quality of it. And that's why you should quit while you're ahead. I think they're bad. Shut <laughs> You asked for it. So Secret Invasion, he's doing one last job. He's pulling up right now so we can all watch it together. It'd be it's cute. Um, so it starts up. Martin Freeman, our good friend Ross, is running around looking for somebody in Moscow. Present day. And he finds him. And he went a little bit off the deep end trying to find about some conspiracy theory about like, ooh, all these terrorist attacks, they're ramping up. All the lines are connecting. They're all scrolls. And he's like, Ross, wake up. This isn't new. They've been here for 30 years. Nick Fury took them off planet. You've seen Captain Marvel 1. You've seen Captain Marvel 1. And you'll maybe see the Marvels. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then he's like, I got this final plan. You got to show Fury this. This will get him back on Earth because he's up doing Sab- Saber? He's on Saber, I guess. Saber. 
He's uh, like a space station. Yeah, he's building the space station out where he was wherever at the end. At the end of uh, No Way Home. Or Correct. Far From Home. Correct. Uh, so he's there and he gives him, and they have a little fight, uh, Ross and this other guy. Just the agent guy's like, Ross, you're a scroll. And then we're like, oh no, he's not a scroll. Don't. He was and then we're like, oh, well at least Ross got away. And he's running away and some guy's following and him. There's a chase, but it turns out he was a scroll, Jack. Yeah, the, By other, God. the other guy was Talos actually the whole time, and he wasn't. It was Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn. It's great. It was good. Good opener. I like good chasing through. Russia. Yeah, it's fine. Um, a lot of Russia in this, huh? You want to see it? You want to go back to it, Tom? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a good it's shot. Sweet. So he's very close. Talos should have run a little bit faster because he's almost. He's very close to him in the staircase scene. I thought, but it may just be the illusion of staircases. I I was surprised when like when uh what's his name. Martin Freeman just takes a header off the fucking building there. I'm yeah. like, holy shit. I thought it was going to be some like spy trick where he's like, oh, we did some illusion with his clothes. Sure. But then he didn't move, and I was like, oh, he's... <laughs> and he's like, cr- he's like limping across the ground. And he just yeets himself. Yeah, he re- and he hits the building. Mm-hmm. No, he's fucking dead. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Jack, I gotta say, I just, I just didn't love this. I don't know. I didn't hate it or anything, but didn't inspire a lot of anything in me, frankly. And I think... I'll, I'll freely admit, at least some component of that is its expectations, Jack, which is a thing we, we do to ourselves a bit sometimes. Um, as you'll recall, like, look at way back, there was a point where we were like, who's going to be in this? It's going to be everyone, right? We were speculating. Oh, wildly. right. I totally forgot about that. We got to delete those episodes. <laughs> we're, like, we're, like, we're like a million Avengers going to be, be in this. going to be everybody. It's Secret Invasion. They got to be in it. They, because it's Secret Invasion, right? And um, we were wrong. Obviously, as we've gotten closer here, it's become uh, very, like, apparent that that will not be the case and indeed isn't the case yeah and i don't know i guess i just don't know if i'm as interested in the actual story they're telling which is like it's a secret invasion except instead of doing it like the comics where it's all the superheroes that you know and love being replaced by scrolls it's just like people of russia yeah like i don't know government people we've never seen before like i don't know like we were introduced to a new president in the very beginning of this early on in this and it's like, I guess the president could be a scroll. Probably is. Maybe this new, the agent lady he meets could be a scroll. I guess it turns out Everett Ross was at some point a scroll. Is a scroll. I don't, who knows. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't know if I care. Because the other thing is like, you know, going into, we're like, okay, I guess it's going to be like grim and gritty and it is going to be like a proper espionage Thriller spy kind of thing. But I guess I, I don't know if it works enough on, you know, on that level by itself for me to care either. Yeah, I, like if you try to divorce this from the, if you try to divorce this from Marvel, is this not just like a mediocre version of that? I definitely got that feeling. There are some points where I was like, I kind of pick it up. I think a little, um, especially because like I don't know, Nick Fury being so old and like out of it, it's like I don't know if he's not going to do the cool Nick Fury stuff. I, know, I feel like it's kind of a whole draw because he's like, and they point out several times, he's like, you're not you're not doing too hot, man. You're not catching things you would have caught. Like you're definitely slipping and you're going to get yourself killed. Which I think has potential to be interesting. Um. Especially given that, like, he is an established character, right? I mean, we've seen him for in these movies for, you know, 15 years himself now. So, like, there is something interesting to that of, like, in real time, sort of, we've got to see him kind of age and what that's like. And, again, I, you know, it is like the James Bond kind of thing. Like, you're getting old. You're, you've been in this game too long kind of thing. There's, you know, potential there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's also it's almost like maybe it would have just been better to have a more grounded thing even. Yeah. I guess I just don't know, like, the, the alien stuff. I don't know. It, feel, it just almost doesn't feel worth it. 
Like, there isn't enough payoff because, again, we're not doing a bunch of this. Like, the only... I guess it could be Rhodey, right? Yeah. Which would be like, oh, wow, it's Rhodey. They got Rhodey, no! That's, that's going to be the extent of it, right? Yeah. And maybe Rhodey will probably kill the president. Maybe. Because we got to get Thunderbolt Ross in there, baby. Sure. Because, uh, like, again, for th- those who are unaware, in, in the comic, it's it's everyone. I it's mean, like, it's one of those big events. whole comic universe events, which is I know is not how the MCU... You know, usually does thing, but again, it's like, why even? What are we even doing? Why well, pick Secret Invasion of all the Scroll stories? Say the Scrolls for like the Super Scroll or something. Well, like- yeah, that's a big part of it. Is that like during the Secret Invasion, we get a bunch of Super Scrolls, and there's like variants, right? Because initially the Super Scrolls just it does it for yeah, but then there's like, look at there's an Avengers Super Scroll, and there's an X Men one, X Men Super Scroll, and that's kind of fun. Yeah. So I don't know, man. We got Maria Hill though. She's, she's back. As, she's as convenient for the guess. whole season. I can't wait for her. Yep. Nothing. See everything she gets up to. Yeah. Um. Who else? We didn't. We haven't seen Ross again after he faked eyes. So. Could be real dead. Maybe he's real dead. Maybe he was a scroll the whole time. I don't know. But yeah, Ben Mendelsohn returns as Talos. Um, his wife is dead. She's died off screen. Yeah, it didn't. wasn't crazy about that. Yeah, I didn't think that was made incredibly clear at first, but there you go. Ben Mendelsohn's wife is dead. Who was? Fake Maria Hill in Far From Home. home. And obviously she's in, you know, Captain Marvel. Amelia Clark, we now know, is his daughter. daughter, Which I think I speculated way back in the day that she would be the queen, but I think obviously not. No. And this is the one time we were ever wrong about it. That's true, the only time. Yeah. All the heroes are coming. We're episodes. Listen, okay. Yeah, there's still five episodes. Captain America could still be in this. We could Moon Knight this. And Moon Knight and Miss Marvel, She-Hulk and Miss Marvel, and Daredevil, and Daredevil, and Spider Man, Spider Man. Even why not? I mean, Spider Man was in episode six of Hawkeye, as we all saw. We all saw Hawkeyes. Both Hawkeyes could be in this, right? Uh, Not Black Widow, fucking Scarlet Witch, Black Widow's sister. What's your face? Yolanda. Yolanda. The Red Guardian. She's Black Widow. She's Black Widow. She's Black Black Widow Widow now. We can do all the Thunderbolts. We'll do the. We can Blade could be in this. Because the movie Blade that's that, gonna okay. Come they out. do out of Blade was this is the introduction to Blade. Hey, might as well. Is, that gonna, is movies ever gonna come out based on how they're doing it? But everyone's all like, "Oh, the fucking snap! It gotcha." Yeah, man, it got everybody. They're all old, and and he has like a flashback. I don't know, like maybe he has PTSD at that time he died. Which fair enough. He would. You. Would, I think he truthfully. would. I think he would. I'm surprised more people don't. Yeah. This whole show kind of me. All the scenes feel kind of slow. You think so? There's not a lot like. Like they're just kind of slowly kind of talking their way through, but it is the first episode, so mm-hmm. like it could pick up. Obviously, when the action picks up, this is just establishing. Well, again, I was kind of interested in like the the potential of this being like a slow, like again espionage kind of thing. But I don't know. It just nothing about this first episode really grabbed me in a big way either. Um, so the whole idea is that there's like this squirrel, like r- refuge, right? Mm-hmm. The nuclear power plants because they're immune to radiation or whatever. Yeah, so they know no one will normal humans won't bother them and they can just chill there. Okay, cool. So they're doing that, but they, yeah, they're doing terrorist attacks because they're going to take over the planet by unclear. Erase. <laughs> if you do enough terrorist attacks, you get control of the whole planet even though there's 500 of you. It's like That's risk. stupid. That doesn't make any fucking sense, does it, Jack? You just keep conquering. Conquering what, though? There's 500 of them. I mean, what do you... Well, how many countries are there? <laughs> are there 500 countries? No, there's less. So you could probably put at least two in every country. Probably. That's enough to do a couple terrorist attacks. But then what? I just don't even know what their end goal here is. It's, 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 it's unclear. They want to make. It's also one of those things where it's kind of like it's actually a very reminiscent 
or very similar plot line to um Captain America and the Winter, Winter Soldier, Soldier, which is like I don't know, these people aren't like evil. Yeah, they just ref- again, it's very similar. They're like refugees and everything. The refugees are bad, but then they, they just make them do like yeah. Again, like in Captain America: The Winter Soldier, like, but then they do terrorism for no good reason. So that's so you can. They've hate gone them. too far. They've gone too. Uh, they've gone too far. You can't. You got Captain America's got to beat him up now and do a speech at the end. Right. It's like I don't know, man. They just okay. want vaccines for the people who are dying. So they're just terrorists. Like, what's why? What is that even? What are you doing? I liked all the portraits. He's like he, he's all like the world will be ours. Will it? It's like the human race will go extinct. How? How would you accomplish such a thing? Is he going to like, yeah, and then what? Then there's 500 of you to have a whole planet? That's almost like overkill. Like, you're going to, that's not going to go well, I don't think. Who's going to do all the crops? Mm -hmm. All the nuclear power plants are going to melt down. Who will carry the boats? To quote my favorite guy, David Goggins. Who will carry the boats? Were the scrolls going to carry the boats? Unlikely. Well, they're very strong. They probably could carry the boats. The whole planet would fall into, like, nonsense. Yeah, they'd just... It'd become Last of Us Planet. It'd become Last of Us Planet. But without all the fun zombies. So, or clickers or whatever the fuck they are. I don't know. Because even, even Talos' daughter is like, oh, we're doing bombings and things. Maybe we are the baddies. Are we the baddies? And so she's like working on with them now, I guess, which is good. Not the first time Amelia Clark has played someone who rules over a disenfranchised group of people as she attacks a larger group of people to conquer their area. Not what? the first time. She kind of does it with Daenerys. She helps the slaves. That's what I'm thinking it's a, of. It's a real stretch, Jay. I'm a, whatever. It kind of worked. Tommy liked it. Yeah, the ball scene. Little girl with the ball. I knew she was going to be a scroll. Mm-hmm. The ball's too bright. It was a very much a Will Smith Men in Black moment. I was like, well, that little girl can't be out. So late in Russia. <sighs> so I don't know, man. Um, they do that. T- they do it. They they're they're unable to stop them. Probably because yeah. there's fucking three of them. Not enough. But he can't. Does try- he not have more resources going on? He can't trust him or whatever. He's Nick Fury or something. He's gone AWOL. He can't trust well, the That's the thing, right? That's the whole um, conceit. Yeah, it's, it's like a big part of the marketing. It's like, this is his war and his alone. It's all just him. Which is getting good for you, I guess. It's the Nick Fury show. I don't know. I mean, Samuel Jackson is good in this. I'll say that. Like, he does his funny, quippy sass, which is all right. He got the Avengers as his mid- midlife crisis sovereign spree. That's fun. That's a fun little bit. Sure. Is that a midlife crisis? That feels like he's a bit older than that. He was already like 50 then, but that's fine. That's midlife. That's all right, Samuel Jackson. You're right. Good on you. You're allowed to. You, if anyone gets it, you get it. <sighs> so then at the end, like I so said, they're, they're just completely unable to stop them. They just do a big terrorism. They set off like four bombs. Like It just kept bombs. going. It was, it was bad. They bombed like all around this festival. And then um, the ba- what's, the, what's the main villain called? Gavin? I don't remember. It's G. Something, something like that, yeah. He's there, and uh, he's Gavin? like... Jamie told us it's Kravnik. And he just pretends to be Nick Fury, as you would as he would like do, I feel like. Yeah, of course. And then he just shoots Maria Hill, which like, yeah, that's a pretty good move. <laughs> <laughs> pretty I mean, tactical. <laughs> hey, it's me, your friend. Bang! Bang, gotcha. <laughs> oh fuck. So and then if anything, they ought to break that one out often. <laughs> <laughs> just do it every episode. That should be a real recurring move for them, I think. <laughs> I would hope. Um so I guess Maria Hill's fucking dead, eh? Yeah, this is it. what do you think of that? What do you think surprised. Of that, Were you? I was surprised. Not expected her to just get. I thought she was a scroll at first. I thought she was gonna be like uh, Talos's daughter or something. Be like, oh no, he got Talos's daughter. We thought it was Maria Hill for whatever reason. But it was just, uh, just Maria Hill. Well, I thought at first that it was gonna be that she was a scroll and he was shooting her because somehow he knew. But that's yes, not what happened. That's what I thought too. But then I was like, with these two Nick Furies, there's two Nick Furies. Oh. And then she's like, oh my god, Nick, you shot me. How could you do that? And he's like, well, we're doing scrolls here, man. You know. 
you, we work with a shapeshifter. You knew they were going to shapeshift. Well, I think she did know. Yeah, she was just like, that So sucks. bummed about it. Probably, oh, I'd, you'd be upset, wouldn't you? Yeah, if, you sh- if a shapeshifter was you shot me, I'd be like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. It's not cool. Just like this. Hey, hey, hey. All right, I'll back down. We equal weapons. And then he just leaves her, right? That's wild. You got, sometimes you gotta leave your friend to die in the street in Russia. Very, very Ro- Russia. Russia-centric first episode, eh? Yeah. Hopefully we... St- it really, you know, symbolizes what Russia's currently going through. I was gonna say, in this climate? And I mean, jeez. Hey, oh, boy. He a big Russian parade where they're all celebrating how much they love Russia? And then instantly oh, attacked? Oh, 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 okay. Okay, I didn't... I just noticed that... Special guest star. Martin Freeman is credited as a special guest star. Is he not going to be in this anymore? I think he's gone. I think, <laughs> Fuck. I think he's going to be back in Wakanda, not Wakanda. Black Panther 3. Oh my god. Is he not going to be in this anymore? <laughs> yeah, he's gone. I think, that, I think he's fucking gone. We thought he was going to be one of the main ones. We really should have watched <laughs> the rest of the episode before we made those sweeping predictions. Oh boy. So, I don't know. Hold on. Tommy's got something to say. Tommy's okay. going to come on my... This isn't Tom. Tommy might have something to say and not completely misunderstand what we're talking about. No, it's fine. <laughs> Hello, Akatak Nation. <laughs> my fellow Akatakians. Um, I got a couple of thoughts about mm-hmm. about this show. Oh, thank you. Jack's giving me his chair. Weigh in. Okay. So, oh, no. as for the special guest star tag, we must remember back in a, a little show called Falcon and the Winter Soldier that Rhodes was also in that and he got to be in two episodes. So, I think the way they're doing this is like when they have a special guest star like that. They're going to be in two episodes, so I think I think we're seeing Maria Hill coming back, whether it's in a flashback or not, and I think we're seeing a Martin Freeman. He's coming back again. I don't think that's the last we've seen of him. And also, I don't like this Nick Fury slander I'm hearing from you guys. I think you're not giving him enough credit. I think he got kidnapped on purpose so that he could bug her on purpose because he wanted to do that because he bugged her. I don't think. And he was... We mentioned that very much at all, but that's fine. <laughs> Like, because you were talking about, like, the girl and, like, how he got, like, kidnapped, but, like, I think you Did didn't. We? Well, yeah. I mentioned, I mentioned the girl. The girl with the ball, and then he got kidnapped. That's fine. It was on the TV. Oh, the girl with the ball, yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The girl with the ball is definitely. They're all scrolls. Everyone's a scroll. That's my big theory. <laughs> oh, is it? Everyone that we see. That's your prediction. No, that's, that's a, that's a bold a one. a scroll, and at the end, it's going to zoom out, <laughs> and they're all, it's all going to have been in a, in a snow globe, and a scroll's going to be watching, and then the mom's going to come in and say, like, you ready to go to bed? And then the scrolls gonna be like, "Yes," and that's all I got. Good job. Well, he kind of lost at the end there. Well, uh, according to IMDb, which is notoriously unreliable, um, but we appreciate Tommy's responses. Yeah, very good. Thank you. According to IMDb, uh, Martin Freeman is one episode, and Colby Smulders is in six. So take that what you will. IMDb is usually wrong, though. Well, like, I said no- I literally yeah. said notorious. Well, I'm agreeing with you. I agree with Zach. I'm not discrediting Zach. Like that fact about Master of Disguise being filmed during 9/11. That's probably not true based on how time zones work. Are you familiar with this fact? <laughs> no. All right, I get to derail it then. So, there, so you, are you familiar with the film Master of Disguise starring no. Dana Carvey? Dana Carvey is a guy on SNL for those uninitiated who is very good at impressions. He did a film. Actually, I think I am familiar with this. Not just perfect. Master of Disguise. He there's a scene where he's like a turtle and does a stupid turtle impression, and there's a IMDb like trivia fact on the uh, page of that that says that was filmed during the September 11 attacks. Now that probably like down to the hour kind of thing. Yeah, yeah that probably that. isn't true uh, because those attacks happened very early in the morning in New York City time, Eastern. And they would have never started filming and that they w- day. It would have been three hours behind them, so it would have been six a.m., seven a.m. 
He might have been doing makeup for it, maybe, if we were to believe that, but they mm-hmm. wouldn't have been filming. They wouldn't have filmed it. And they would have stopped immediately when they're like, they got a call and something happened to the Pentagon and that field in Pennsylvania. But back on Secret Invasion, um, I hope Tommy's right about that. I hope we get Martin Freeman again. I hope No, uh, one episode. Oh, we tried. No, yeah, we kind of pick up a little bit. Um, Talos is being a bit of a, a, a bummer, which I guess he doesn't want to fight his own people. Loser. Just turn against your own kind. For, like, a noble cause. I mean, they're trying to just kill the whole world, so, like, it's not even... Yeah, I think you're allowed to, like... Be able to have trepidations about that? Yeah. He kind of gets his daughter back in episode one. Where'd they all come from, you think? Because nothing about Captain Marvel suggests to me that there was they, hundreds of them. Yeah. It's, it seemed like there was, like, a, a an easy 40. Yeah. Maybe 50, if they were lucky. Yeah. So, more have arrived, and I gotta imagine some of these are bad apples. Yeah. You know? Because, like, oh, the whole twist of that first movie is, like, movie. That first movie, right? Like ben Mendelsohn? It's like, look at they're, they're not that bad. Like, they're just refugees, right? Um, but maybe of these hundreds, some of them are, are the bad evil ones. Evil scrolls. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, the evil conqueror scrolls. So. That's why you shouldn't be pro scroll <laughs> Or immigrant. <laughs> I say. <laughs> ah, there it is. Ah, there it is. Couldn't be an episode without me saying something like that. So yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. Probably. I, just I hope got... they explain it. Hope there's like a ship somewhere we see that they arrived in. Just uh, not even explain it. Just be like, and here's the ship off, uh, on the screen, so you can see that they've come from somewhere. Or there's some <laughs> trans something, dude. I don't, I don't know. But also, if Nick Fury's building up Saber, how does he just learn about the scrolls now? Because that's the whole point. He's up in space. Shouldn't they came from space? Or have they been there for a right. long time? But you that's think. what he's saying. Yeah. I don't know. I will be revealed. I guess. Did you think about the opening? How it's AI made? Yes. What do you think? Yes, about the I did. Well, so, Jack, yesterday, before you'd watched it, I told you, Jack, I said, there's something that sparked a lot of discords. Oh, you did. I remember this. It's like foreshadowing. And I was, I wanted you to see if you could dis- determine what exactly it was that caused all the discourse. It was the opening mm-hmm. with, the, with the AI. How'd you, do, how'd you, how'd you come upon that? I was, I saw it somewhere. Just scrolling on fucking ass. See, I said, I said, well, Jack, I said, maybe, maybe don't look for it. I didn't look for don't it. Don't seek it out then. I, I didn't seek it out. I didn't, I, I I swear to God, I didn't see it. I was on the Discord server I'm in. Someone posted a something. Discord server. It was a Twitter right? link. I didn't say what the link was. And I clicked on it. I was like, well, I wish I didn't see this. I've A Discord link, he says. That's, I I swear to God. That's cringe. I swear to God. <laughs> That's cringe, Jay. Eh? What, did your kitten send you a fucking, disc, a fucking thing about this? What can I say? I'm an admin. You son of a bitch. But anyways, that's what it was. How? Do, uh, yeah. So basically, um, yeah, you... The like AI bullshit was used in the in the creation of the intro, and it's caused lots of debate about the nature of AI art. Which, well, it's not created like it's it's just fed into that yeah, conversation, generated. which has been going on for a while now. Uh, ever, yeah, for a good long while now. And um, people have very strong opinions about it. And how? What do we? What's going on, Mickey? Oh, it's good. Wish there was strike. No more movies ever. Uh. Easy, steady. So it's caused lots of discourse because it's like, is it stealing jobs and they shouldn't use AR, AI and all this and the death of art and um, you and I watched that clip where they oh, showed what's his name? Oh, uh, Miyazaki. They showed him AI and he was like, I think this is the end of humanity. The or whatever. end is near. The end times are here. I'm disgusted by this. My friend. Humankind ha- has lost faith in itself <laughs> they show a zombie and he's like my friend looked like that and he was disabled and i hate this you're awful and all people are sweating in that room <laughs> they were sweating <laughs> he 
He really didn't. Him. He really put the screws in on him. <laughs> but um, so yeah, uh, that's that's all been talked about in in relation to this intro here. And frankly, I think it's actually, if you can believe it or not, I I actually think in this case the internet they overblew it a little. Do you think so? If you could believe it or not, I can't. Um, basically, the part of the problem is is that I think people assume wrongly that like. This literally was just an, an instance of, I, I don't know, some intern being like, fucking mid-journey, give me secret invasion intro, please, for free. <laughs> One intro, please. Mid-journey, if you could <laughs> give intro to me and steal money from artists while you're at it. Allow me to enter the artist I wish to steal money from directly. <laughs> Pablo Picasso. Leonardo da Vinci. Banksy. Working on all the animation in hollywood right now are they jack james baxter (laughs) gendy tritikovsky good enough a Um, guy who miyazaki wes anderson maybe sometimes sometimes depends on what he's up to but you get it right um whereas the reality is that you know this they they hired a fx house to do this and then like Mm. a team of individuals did it and like AI, ai was a tool that they used in the process like Whatever else you want to say about it, that's that isn't how AI works. At least not yet. It doesn't just create things like this fully formed. Yeah, because it's a bit too. I mean, it, it does do transitions, and there's things that are happening. Um, basically, I mean, I don't know the specifics, but what I would think it is is that they they made this intro either with like I don't know if they're using photos or like stills and stuff from the or whatever. But I mean, there's like skylines and you know planet I- imagery of humans and shit. Yeah, and then I would assume they more or less like ran it through an AI kind of filter. Mm. Yeah. And the whole point is that it's clearly very intentional to make it this, like, weird, like... Distorted. Yeah. Unsettling, like, not quite right feeling that AI has a lot of the time. The AI art. And, I, and again, I think that was on purpose. And I just... I don't get what... I, I really don't get what all the hubbub all is about. All the fuss is all about. Because, again, you can see there's, like, eight people who were credited as making it. Like, real human beings who worked on it and got paid for that. And it's fascinating because it's one of those things where the internet, again, they just go too too far. Um, because some of this stuff came up with uh, in regards to Spider-Verse, right? Yeah. So it's pointed out that like on Into the Spider-Verse, they used AI in some of the specific stuff. I don't remember exactly, but I think something to do with like animating the faces. like, And it was the type of thing where they fed it all of their existing work, right? It's not like, you know, again, when you use Midjourney, where it's just like pulling from the internet at large, yeah. just giving you a bunch of bullshit. It's like, just be like Anthony Bourdain with dinosaurs. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I've done it. I've made art. What it is, is you give it your the stuff you've already made, and then it kind of knows where to go from there. You teach it how to do something. And even that, like, there was some people who were like, oh, this is actually, this is a really good use of it. Like, this is what it should be is like a tool, right? Mm-hmm. Um, And on some level, if you're going to be opposed to even that, like... I feel like you're just anti-progress. I just, that can only go so far of like, well, we should just... Like, yeah, it's a tool that makes the job quicker, right? Does mm-hmm. that in some roundabout way, like, affect how many people do the job kind of thing? Perhaps. Yeah, probably, but that's... kind of how it goes. That's like, you're going to be a fucking Luddite about it? I mean... Mm-hmm. Yeah. This that wasn't like... It's not like the, the day that they did that, Sony was, like, firing 15 people. of like, well, we're, we're this much more efficient... Be gone! Be gone! I can now. All our Craven the Hunter CGI will be done thrice as quickly. The rhino will look impeccable. We fed it all these photos of real rhinos. I've done it. It's me, Mister Sony. 
Uh, but he's also Japanese. I think so. He's Japanese. Yeah, it is. So imagine he's Japanese. Not in a racist way. He's just he's just of Japanese descent. All right, guys, come on. Be classy about this. Don't you think? And you're thinking of the voice you just did in a, in a racist way. And I don't appreciate that, but you were saying about AI. <laughs> um, but so even then, there there was people who were like, oh, this is bad. AI art, AI art is bad. They should not do this. Uh, you know, Western animation. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, yeah, you're an idiot if you're going to say that. But my problem is that I think there's even more people up in arms about this, where it's like that same the same logic applies is all. Yeah. This again, from what I can tell, unless I'm way off base, this seems like a, an example of real human artists using AI as a tool to create that they created yeah, to, to do to add an effect. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And there was lots of people who were arguing this week of like they could do that, like you could have just made human hired human artists to do that. It's like I guess, but it's a lot more people. I, yeah, I just don't think there's anything wrong with having the thing do it. Yeah, you you could all you could do two D animation the whole time and make it take or you could sell shade everything, but you need a lot more people to do that. Don't you just Yeah. So I use computers. Here it is. I got some tweets. Oh, I love it. I got some tweets on. Um Secret Invasion intro is AI generated. I don't know if that's true. Like that's the thing that I I think is just patently false. And that's probably where a lot of the discussion is coming from. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, if it was, that's one thing. But I just don't think it is AI generated. Fully. I don't think it is. This is a uh, secret intro- invasion intro is AI generated. I'm devastated. I believe AI, AI to be unethical, dangerous, and designed solely to eliminate artists' careers. These people make a lot of broad generation. <laughs> AI but, to be unethical, dangerous, and designed solely you know, for to an artist. AI. Painting with a pretty broad brush. Yeah. They just say AI. Like, not like... Whatever, but it's fine. Spent almost half a year working on this show and had a fantastic experience working with the most amazing people I ever met. Dot, dot, dot. I don't know if they had a follow-up. I didn't bother to look. But that person got 54,000 upvotes. Or uh, likes on Twitter, I should say. Right. Upvotes. <laughs> oh, Redditor moment. Uh, <laughs> but, again, it's not generated. I mean, to say AI is designed solely to eliminate artists is insane because, obviously, AI has, as a general, like, term i mean it's yeah it's just a kind of catch-all so much yeah seriously um this guy said put in quotes you missed the point um i don't care what the point is you could have hired an actual artist and they would have proven your point defending this is disgusting um this guy says not gonna lie i think marvel publishing a 30 second montage of unrelated not painted over unedited green mid-journey renders and telling us it's a conceptual choice broke something in me i just don't think that's what they did i don't think so either um, this guy says it would appear that those of us hoping for the MCU's Andor may have had our hopes dashed even worse than we could have ever imagined. It was going to be MCU Andor. I don't think the intro really did that for you. I think yeah. the opening did that too. Affects one one way or the other. Yeah. Um, and then this is when I yeah. So this guy says in a world with growing obsession for literal cinematic necromancy, unethical AI usage, and fighting against artists, and he has um the Christopher Reeve from The Flash. Of course, the Nicholas Secret Invasion intro, and then he says the Spider Verse movies deserve their flowers for still hiring real artists. Again, they used AI on those movies, so they're just as bad as the other people. Those, those two are like the same. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of like this one looks more like AI, which again, I I really do believe was an intentional choice. Yeah. And so you're saying because they made it by look like that, it's bad. It's bad. It's and bad. that's silly. That's that's really like simplistic. Again, I don't feel super passionately about this one or the other, but come on. I have a little goofy. nuance about this. We hate nuance on this show. You're being goofy. If you're gonna be like, look, I, I again, I just thought it was so they funny to be like this to kill all of the artists. To be like, look, at Spider Verse deserves all the credit in the world for not doing this. 
again, it's kind of the same thing. It's just a matter of degrees, right? Like, yeah, because they used it because they used AI in a way that you, you didn't notice. notice. And this show, again, very intentionally wanted it to have that look. Doesn't make one more like correct than the other. You would think that if it was hard to notice, you'd be more worried because then you couldn't tell. I think the blade. That's won- the thing again. Like they clear again. People have been like oh, a series of unrelated mid journey renders. That's not, that's not what that was. Nick Fury's face is in what, like half of them. could you think that? Yeah. In what world do you think that's what they did? Just not, you're just looking for your own thing. Missing the forest for the trees. Mm-hmm. You like to say. We got anything to say about Secret Invasion Episode 1? No. No. We'll probably have so much more to say moving on. Uh, okay. that, well, have some hope. I mean, I agree with you, but have hope. All right. Well, I can take out of that into Indiana Jones episode, episodes, uh, movies 1 through 4. Next week, it's Indiana Jones 5. Woo! Yay, we love it. Woo! Those bastards at Kings were wrong. It's going to be the best movie ever. It probably will. Bastards at Kings. Ken's? Only Ken? a nine-minute standing ovation. It's pretty much schlock. It's horrible. Should throw it in the trash. Harrison Ford cried about it. it better- Anyone who... I just, I can't even, I can't, I just can't fathom it, Jack. Nine standing for stand- nine minutes straight to clap. I, wh- I can barely sit for nine minutes. <laughs> I'm always moving. I got just, I'm like a shark. That just tells keep me... Moving. That just tells me they, they're not even clapping very good. Because anyone who clapped for nine minutes straight would like... Their hands would be raw. Their hands would explode. That's got to be so sporadic of just like... I think if you, I think I think enough people are timed out in a way <laughs> where it sounds like a cacophony. But really, it's just like at, at any point, four people giving a real hearty one, two. And then you kind of take a break and you wait and you go... One, one, two, and you're like, oh, they're still clap. Okay, one, okay. What one, time two. is it? I gotta go home. But then, like, I was so bad for the people. If I was in a movie and they clapped for 15 minutes, I'm saying like a jackass being like, it's fucking. Sad. I said it before. It's like the fucking Soviet Union thing. Oh yeah. And Stalin would be like, everyone clap for me. No one stopped clapping until I say or whatever the fuck he said. I don't he know. Just kept clapping. Stupid. Hate that. Yeah, Anywho. Stalin's no good because of his clapping policy and nothing else. So Jack's never seen Indiana Jones, That's as far as I'm true. concerned. Jack's it. never seen Indiana. I've any seen. So Jack, I've only I've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. Jack, Jack many years Jack? ago. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm speaking. I think uh, you're fine. So if you could just, of course. <laughs> so Jack's never seen Indiana Jones. So we got him to see. Yes, Jack. Point of order. I've seen the first Indiana Jones. I've seen. Well, well technically, Raiders of the Lost Ark isn't labeled as Indiana Jones movie, depending on how you when you see it, depending on what version. You're looking oh, at. you saw it at the theaters in 1981, did you? Did you fuck off? I didn't say Did you that. you let me speak? I didn't say that. I hate you. All right. <laughs> so Jack claims to have seen Indiana Jones um, and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, but he has no recollection of it, and I, I begged and pleaded with him to, to watch it again. For Yeah. I remember parts of it. I don't believe you. Okay. So I begged and pleaded with him to, to watch it, um, and he wouldn't. But he did watch the other ones, so we're going to run down all four of them, but he's not going to have anything to say about this first one. Just I am, too. Everything he had has been fabricated on the spot. So That's not true. <laughs> shut up. All right. All right. L- uh, we're just, we'll just do this, then. Okay. Jack didn't know that Sala was in the movie. Sala, like, the main sidekick of this one. He's the main sidekick. He didn't know that Marion was in the movie, the, the love interest. Well, I knew the co- a- returning character. My, like, plays a significant role later on. Didn't know she was in this movie. I, I remember that she there was a female in the movie, black hair, that kind of counts. So when you watched fucking Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, you just thought that was just like in a previous, you know, as of yet unintroduced character kind of thing. Like that was just a new person, just for the purposes of that film. Okay, good to know. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I'm, um, a, I'm a man of integrity. I mean, there's four movies, so we're not going to get 
too down and dirty about any of them. But this first one, I mean, it's great shit, right? It's the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Can't go wrong. Get the intro. The cold open temple thing. Sick. I mean, they all have pretty good cold opens, actually. Um, you know, the sort of idea behind this is that like Spielberg always wanted to do James Bond, and they wouldn't yeah. let him. And so this has kind of got some of those elements to it, right? Mm. You know? Obviously, uh, these are all, these first four at least, all penned by uh, George Lucas. Old mate George Lucas. God bless him. Obviously, we got a soft spot in our hearts for for that old guy. Um, they're just good fucking movies, man. They're good. a lot of fun. They're solid. I, I enjoyed watching them. Maybe his best writing. I mean, I think um, Kazdan is is on at least most of them. At least the first one for sure. I but, think um, so. Yeah. And he does a good job, you know. So good stuff. But we got Alfred Molina in the beginning. He gets spike trapped. That's fun. I love getting spike trapped. Classic Boulder. You get all the stuff. You get the switching out of a idol with a heavy sandbag. The sandbag's not heavy enough and it falls. It's too heavy. It's too heavy. It's too heavy? Right, because the thing lowers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's good shit. I got a couple notes right, about uh, Raiders here. Um, one of the first things I wrote was... Uh, well, actually, we'll get to that towards the end. Um, we talked we, we talked about this a little bit, but when you're first introduced to Marion in this movie, um, she's like doing a drinking competition with one of the customers at her bar and she wins, even though he's like a big man. And if you did that, you put that in a movie now, they'd be like, it's, it's woke gone mad or whatever. Yeah, woke mind virus or whatever. <laughs> um, you can't let a woman drink alcohol. Like, it, it, just imagine if there's a scene like that in the new movie with like Phoebe Waller-Bridge. It's all She's British, so probably. About. It's all anyone would talk about, isn't it? Yeah. They'd be like, I can't believe they made her a better drinker. Is, is Fleabag even funny? <laughs> That's going to be a tweet. There's going to be so many tweets. We're going to talk about it next week, probably. We're going to see those tweets. I'm going to kill myself. So... That's pretty cool. They do have a weird thing in this movie, right? Where, like, um, you know, their, their whole relationship's kind of shaky. Yeah. And it's a bit weird. And it's one of those things where it's like, why'd you write it like that, George? Because um, it's implied that they... Him. Yeah, I guess so. It's implied that they were together when she was, like, a teenager. Well, that's like, true not to form a, for Harrison Ford. But like a, not like a... No, but not even like a, you know, a, a age of majority teenager. Like... She, was, she was a minor, basically, is the way it's implied. Um, if not outright said, although apparently there's that point where he was kind of insistent and Spielberg was like, George, no, why you, no, <laughs> George, stop. you gotta stop. No, I want, make her 14. <laughs> she was 14 and she was into it. <laughs> she loved Harrison Ford. I saw Weird. Carrie Fisher go wild for this fucking honk. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Let me tell you about Star Wars. Yes, George, you've told me about Star Wars. All right, I'm going to make one with Char Jar Binks. But I do just like the idea that Indiana Jones is just an asshole. He's kind of a bad dude. He's an asshole. He's not a very good archaeologist. Well, no. He's a good archaeologist. Well, depends on... You can't take that from him. How are you going to take that from him? He breaks a lot of things. He doesn't handle things with care. He's He's got a reckless abandon <laughs> to the artifacts he wishes are going to a museum. He'll throw an artifact off a cliff if it got him out of a situation. He'd He'll go, blow up the Ark of the Covenant with a rocket yeah, launcher. He'll go, I'll blow it the fuck up. I'll kill it. <laughs> um... So yeah, he'll throw a bunch of stones off a cliff. Most of these movies have at least one weird kind of element like that, but that's fine. So, Marion was a child, maybe. And again, like she, she in the movie, she says a child, and you're like, okay, so she was like young, like too young, right? Yeah. But no, according to George Lucas, he was literally like, like a child, like sixteen or something. It's like you just don't need that detail, I don't think, George. George, leave it out. And like that's because he's like, oh, I had a falling out with Ravenwood. Yeah, her that. Fair enough, right? Like, yes, can you yes. really blame him for being like, what the fuck, Indy? Get out of here. I don't want to see you again. Yeah. He knocked her up and she was a young girl. No good. Well, he didn't knock her up then. Oh, that was, like, was, was after Raiders. That was after Raiders. 
Um, Temple Doom. You no, I wasn't there yet. Oh, how many I got two more get? notes. I right, okay. top men. I just like top men. So. Top men, and that just means they're burying it in that thing with all the other artifacts. Which, that... as I we talked about, like um, before we started here, I I kind of didn't appreciate, but like he doesn't learn anything in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of thought that he learned something in this movie. Like the way I remembered it was more like, yeah, the whole movie. Everyone tells him, "Don't you don't want to touch the art? Well, maybe we shouldn't mess with it, right?" Sala in, in the beginning is like. Hey, Indy, if it's there, maybe, like, we shouldn't. Like, maybe it's a thing man wasn't meant to touch. And then, like, the old man translates the um, medallion, and it says, like, Hey, don't mess with the don't mess with the Ark. Yeah, <laughs> just leave it where it that is. That would be pretty mad. And it's just like that over and over again. And then they get it. And, of course, you weren't supposed to mess with the Ark. And it, and it lets the vengeful spirits out or whatever the fuck. And God melts Nazis. faces. And it melts all the Nazis. And then at the end, he's still just like, but let me see it, though. I want to touch it. <laughs> I want to touch it. I want to look at it. I want to poke it. Marcus is like, we got to study it for science. And it's like, you didn't learn anything, Indy? Like, that whole, like, wasn't the whole point to be like, oh, it's it's best left un- undisturbed. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Is that, um, but then also the movie seems largely inconsequential because they're like, we, we they put it away in this box. And then you get a slow zoom out where this guy's taking this box through this huge, like, humongous warehouse full of all these classified boxes. Which is later revealed to be the place where the alien is. Yeah, like Area 51. Yeah. So it's like, who knows what kind of shit, like, more powerful, just as powerful as literal god box is rocking around here. And they just they just shoved it away in a, a wooden It's cool, box. right? It's a great yeah. scene. Like, it's it, very interesting. It's one of those, like, classic stingers to be like, oh, well, this didn't actually really matter. Because it makes you wonder, I guess... Yeah, it's well, one of two wrong. things. It's like, are they? Is everything in there as important, or is it everything in there is normal and it is just a warehouse, and that's why they're putting it there is to, to hide really it. Just hide it. I think everything. In, I think it was a mix. I think a lot of things. Well, it's in a mix. I mean, as we get later on, that's true. Um, the only other thing I wanted to address is the whole. Have you ever heard the theory surrounding this movie? The indie doesn't matter theory. Oh, that is, he can just. Oh yeah, because they'll open the box anyway. And it's die. a big theory with this, which is like, if Indiana Jones wasn't in this movie, nothing would change. How do you feel about that? Probably true. I don't think so. I think that's fucking stupid. I think they kill Hitler if they if the Indiana isn't there. Why? Because they take it to Berlin to show him. Why would they do that? Because they they're going to. They're going to try to. Except Bullock's whole thing is the reason they open it on that island is to not do that. Then they still die. I think I think either way, the Indiana doesn't matter. I think I, I think this creates no. To it. There's not. Well, they, First of all, what the fuck's the point? What does that even mean? It means it means you. It means it's a bad movie. I think that's what they're trying. Because like, how many? I feel like there's lots of movies you could apply that to. But what the what's the value in that? Well, I think there is a lot. Truthfully, what a value in it? No, because then <laughs> what's the movie? But I think what it is technically correct. I don't think it is. Why they not? wouldn't have. First of all, they were digging in the wrong spot. Okay. Unless your argument is they would have found without Indy's involvement, they would have just gotten the medallion from Marion. But like, did they even know about Marion? I guess they did. Did they get that independently? I don't know. The point is, that's not what movies are about. So, like, what well, does it even yeah. matter? It, it, well, you're right. It doesn't. Like, it's about his growth and as much as anything. But he doesn't learn. We want to learn, though. So, so that, it, yes, but... Feels like we're unraveling our own theory from my very eyes. I, I don't think it makes sense as a theory. To well, me. I never like those where it's like, well, actually, if you take out all these parts of the movie, you don't need to do the movie. And it's like, well, then what are we even talking exactly. about? Exactly. You get me, right? So... Piss on your back and tell you it's raining. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe, but, like... Also, if Indy isn't there to get it at the end, what happens, right? Oh, it stays there. It just stays there forever. Someone, someone maybe finds it. I mean, because that's a that that island has a little Nazi base on it, right? So surely the Nazis would be like, "What the fuck happened?" And then the Nazis constantly keep they, they guys keep opening it. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And the Vespers are like, "Again, holy shit!" All right, 
And they just, again, they just pull out, just start blowing their heads off just from outside the box, inside the box. But it had a good flag mover, though. <laughs> that they Tom did. Tom agrees. That they did. Any other notes for this movie that I watched totally and remember? Mm. Did you want him to say about, like, God's real? <laughs> oh, yeah, God's real. Or Jewish God's real, at least, so far. Again, that's a big thing as well. It's like the whole movie, he's skeptical about it all. Um, like, that, I guess that's more, maybe more so his arc, even. Is that he is like, it's all bullshit. It, at the end, at least he appreciates that it's real. <laughs> yeah, it, one of them's real. Because Marcus is like, it's a source of unimaginable power. Like, they're no longer just speaking about it as if it's just an artifact. But, yeah, it's like a weapon. Which, is it really? I mean, it doesn't seem like there's any good way to harness that. There's got to be, I mean, depends on who you are. Depends on what group you belong to. Maybe. I mean, if you're pure of heart, do you get to use or it? Or one of the chosen people. They're just, I mean, they're chosen I mean, in the movie, they say Hitler wants to use it to, like, empower his armies, right? But yeah. Why would he think it does that? Why would you think that the Ark of the Covenant does that? Because he's Hitler, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's crazy. He's you want to get the spirit of destiny or whatever. Yeah, man. So, Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. Not, not as good. I don't think... I don't like no, it's not, well, no one thinks it's as good as Raiders, Jack. Well, yeah, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's... It's fine. It's 6 out of 10. So, you... you, you yeah. Everyone thinks it's not as good as Raiders. No one. I don't like, think it's as good as any that, of them. That's fine. Well, okay. I think you would. I would say you are uncommon for thinking it's worse than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Cool. But all right, Club Obi Wan. The very beginning. That's the club there. It's called Club Obi Wan. You can see on the sign. Oh yeah, it does. It's a cheeky reference, Jack. That's good. I like that. He's wearing the white James Bond. He is. Yes. Dinner jacket. Knows that. Uh, that diamond looked kind of. I just said diamond. You want for the remains of this emperor or whatever? Did a better thing. It's an artifact. I thought the diamond history. I thought the diamond was gonna be one of like the part of the rocks mm. because they say like, "Oh, there's diamonds inside yeah, them." Not really, just a coincidence. So, like, it's just an impetus, right? Yeah, I guess so. Um, short round, very annoying. The woman companion, what? very annoying. What are you talking about? You don't think the the child actor is very? Annoying? Everyone was short round. Fuck off. No way. He's very annoying. Tommy, what do you think about short round? Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Tommy. Tommy said he was a shithead, and I agree. How about that part where he's fighting the he's fighting the cultist kid? That's good. <laughs> they just have a kid on kid of violence is hilarious, <laughs> but it's not like it's not like kid <laughs> violence. Like it's full on. They're like having like a beat down, drag That's out fight, like fist fight. Like at the same time, Indy's just laying laying out. Oh yeah, cultists. Charon's just fighting that little shithead. He's fighting the king, or the they call him king. It's the Mashala. Yeah, yeah, whatever he is, the leader of the area, Mushali. Um. <laughs> They fight. That's great. Kids fighting kids. That's fun, right? You can't. What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with kids fighting kids because he's not talking. I don't like when Sharon always. How about the emotion? The 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 you know moment of genuine um pathos there, where he like gets through him. That's fun, I guess. And he's like, "Don't kill me, Doctor Jones." And then he goes, "Doctor Jones, Doctor Jones." Don't like that. I'm on an elephant. I'm hitting the elephant. I'm on a little. He's got little stilt shoes so he can drive the car. That's fun. So. There's like two fun things he does. Then he opens his mouth and talks. And I don't like that. And then the she definitely screams too much. I will. I won't take that. I almost me. stopped watching that fucking movie when she was screaming at everything for like a minute uninterrupted. <laughs> she scream. What? Yeah. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the power in late games that she screams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's afraid of mice in that one. Oh, really? she's yeah. afraid of everything in the movie. Right. <laughs> She's like, ah, a snake. Well, like, they're all, like, a fear. Like, Indy can't, like, in the Lego game, Indiana Jones can't go into snakes or whatever. What about Short Round? I don't remember. Can't be around. Well, they might company. not all have. They shoot him with a gun. I like when he hangs that guy from the fan. That's intense. Thank you, Tom. Um, It is probably worth mentioning that the some of the depictions of uh, certain uh, 
groups. Groups in this movie are a little outdated. A little, let's put it gently. Isn't it just? When they're eating the, they're like, I love the bugs, and then the, the, the gross <laughs> bugs, I love eating the bugs, and the snake, and the snake, I cook the snake. I mean, the monkey brains, I love the monkey brains, white lady, don't you like the monkey brains? She's like, oh, good heavens, she passes out. Come on, Steven, <laughs> you're better than that. It was it the was 80s, th- Steven, you knew better. Steven, you knew you, better by you then. You knew better. I agree. Although, I will say, I gotta stick up for it on some level. Like, people make it out like it's like, um, like he's, he's not stealing from them, that's all I'm trying to say. Like, the whole point of this movie is that he doesn't actually, like, make off with their valuables or anything. He, like, he brings back. the kids back and brings their stones back and makes it right and then just leaves. Yeah. So, he's not being a colonizer about it is all I'm saying. Oh. If anything, he's being a white savior, which is a different thing. Which is, I mean, it was the 80s. They were doing that, which, you know, wasn't out of style yet. No. Um, you, I mean, would you have colonizer or white savior? You got to pick Which way, Western man? Which <laughs> White savior. What Western man always kind of picks both if you think about it. Well, that's the problem. You wait it? long enough and you kind of get your both. Well, we do a colonizer and then we do a white savior about how we had to save you from You're like, don't ourselves. worry. Oh, the, the, the factory I built poisoned your water? Here's Dasani. Listen, I know that I know that The Last Samurai isn't one of these and I've, and I've defended it on this very show, I think, from that. But you love It's kind of what The Last Samurai is because it's like Tom Cruise is like, I have to help you fight the other white men who are trying to colonize Japan. <laughs> and they lose. But again, it's not a white savior movie because he doesn't save them. He fails. <laughs> he kind of fails. They save themselves, Jack. It's a good film. Maybe he tries Would you just watch it? Um, But yeah, prequel. That's That was my last bullet that point. That was your last bullet point? This movie is technically a prequel. Oh, there any reason for that? Do you no. think? Do you think there's any value to the fact that Temple of Doom is a prequel? I do not. I don't either. No good. And it doesn't make any sense because there's a scene where he's running and there's two sword guys and he goes, I know the situation for this. My gun. And they have his gun. Doesn't make any fucking sense if it ha- if the thing he's referencing hasn't happened yet. Okay, why do you think that's not just his his move? Anytime ever he like you think that in Raiders that's the first time. I think it could just be easily just as easily be any time Indiana Jones has ever encountered a man with a with so, a blade, he just shoots him. I, I think that's like we said, he's a piece of shit. Well, he's a piece of shit, and that's fun. But I I think the whole point in Raiders is that he just does that. He did that. He did that on a on like a whim because he's like, why I do can't you think deal that? with this? I think that's how the movie presents it. Okay. Because he's all, like, tired, and it's not like he's in tip-top fighting shape. Sure, sure. He's, like, exhausted. He just did the chasing after whatever he did in the movie that mm-hmm. I remember. And then in this one, he's like, oh, I'm not even tired, but I know how to do here. My gun. And do that. Is it a prequel? Um, I like the scene with the crocodiles eat all those men. Sure. That's fun. <laughs> the, the rope thing's pretty sweet. The, the bridge. Got, yeah, thing. the bridge is fun. That's pretty dope. Um, that's a cool action scene. Yeah. Uh, the heart thing is cool. That mm-hmm. God's real. I guess that man. Well, yeah, the magic's always real. The it's magic. never not. It's That's never true. Not that real. is kind of the whole point. <laughs> I hope the dialogue does. There's never one of these where he just gets a thing and it's like, oh, this is bullshit. This uh, is a tacky piece of it, shit. This is just a fucking artifact. So. I hope that's how Dial of Destiny goes. It just doesn't actually let yeah. them time travel at all. Mad Moosen's like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I can't make Hitler the king of the world. God damn it. Um, that, I think it was it though. For Temple, oh, right? That's nah, the Last Crusade, Jack. Some say the best oh, one. Yeah, I'm sure. Sorry. Fine. Um, I would say that the the cult's only real crime was putting the children where they've always yearned to be <laughs> in the minds. In the minds. I get it. I saw your letterbox review. Well, I wanted to slip in. I thought it was a good joke. I'll put it on the <laughs> it show. It's a good joke. I'm right, sorry. Last Crusade. Last Crusade. Some say the best one. I might say the best one. Well, I don't know if it's the best one. Close one to Raiders. Favorites. Very good. Very very good. I agreed. I enjoyed it. Carried largely right by the pairing of. Sean Connery and Indiana Jones. Nothing better than a guy getting hassled by his dad. 
great stuff, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it a great, a great dynamic they have? Notably, they're very similar in age. They're, I think he's only six years older than Harrison Ford or something. But, so. he, but they get, get the white hair. I think they pull it off. Yeah, they do. I never questioned it. No, no, no. They play quite well. It's great, right? Yeah. This movie's, I think, probably the funniest one. Um, oh, for sure. Because of that, because they played off each other. There's like the classic, like the secret room bit where they're like spinning between the. Oh, yeah. When rooms. he sits down in the chair and he falls down the stairs. That's fun. There's like the joke where like Sean Connery had sex with the Nazi lady. They both did. <laughs> they both did. Yeah. As good as the next man. He's like, well, I am the other man. <laughs> I'm the next guy, dad. That's funny. Oh, yeah. Um, when Marcus disappears, but he's just wandering the streets. My absolute favorite joke in this whole series. One of my favorite scenes in the whole series is when he's all like, he's like, we need the, we, we need the pages. And she's like, he's got to do this with Marcus. And he's like, well, he'll stick out like a sore thumb. And he's like, like hell he will. You know, he's got friends in every village from here to the Sudan. He knows 12 languages and every local custom. He'll blend in and disappear. You'll never see him again. You'll probably already got the With grill. any luck, he's has, he has the grail already. <laughs> just It's just a smash cut to him just like wandering, bumbling around. The, the streets of wherever he the is. streets being like, does anyone speak English? <laughs> or oh, ancient Greek? I, I need help. I don't want water. Fish make love in there. Especially because like, it's, Sean Connery knows what's up, right? He's like, Marcus. Henry's like, Marcus, you didn't bring poor Marcus. He's not up to the challenge. <laughs> and he's not. And then he's right. like, oh, I don't think about Marcus Troop. No, of course not. He's going to die. <laughs> They're going to get him. And they do. <laughs> they do. Um, poor Marcus. He gets the grail. Yeah, God's real. God's real. That, now Christian God's real, or at least this version of God. It's the same God. Well, it depends who you ask. Okay. <laughs> and they could. I'm not saying they're right, but I'm saying some people have weird opinions about that. They are the same He's one. fully bought into it. I mean, I guess even if he wasn't, if he was sect- skeptical in the beginning, he would be like, well, this this night's a million years old, obviously. So. Yeah. And his dad just drinks from the, the fucking Holy, Holy Grail, Grail, huh? Wild. But then he, he just dies. He doesn't get eternal life. Well, no, because they leave. He just heals the wound. You have to stay there if you want eternal life. Oh, I, I guess that's true. Isn't that what they say? No, they said you can't, the, the cup can't cross. Oh. Um, Maybe just healed him? You weren't yeah, well, healed? it did heal him. Uh, they did the thing where they you pick the, the, the boring cup because Jesus wouldn't have used a fancy cup because he was just a carpenter. And frankly, that cup itself is already too, it's still too ornate because like, it wouldn't be this tall like goblet looking thing. It would just be a, just a cup. Yeah, be a very simple cup. That's fine. Big chip in it, maybe. Also, that yeah. guy was just reading the Bible for 700 years. Jesus Christ. I think he made up his own stuff from fan fiction. <laughs> and then not. Jesus and I were best friends. <laughs> What's he gonna? What, he's got. He's got a kill time. He's like, God, can I bend the rules? This thing is like, now you take it and you and you do this. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't have the strength. And then he's like, Nope, <laughs> nope, I'm not doing that bullshit. Fuck you. See ya. I like when the Jehovah bit when he's like, Oh fuck, Jehovah searches an eye, and he's like, Whoa! <laughs> Why didn't? Surely you could just throw a bunch of rocks at that walkway until the they fall away, and you go, Well, it's the ones that work. It's kind of kind of seems that way, doesn't it? Because also, who's setting that back up? I don't know. God? Must be. Also, who built that illusion? I don't know. I don't get it. Jump from the head of the lion's mouth. Just a weird optical illusion. That's all it is, yeah. If you happen to kick dust on it, you break it. And then what the fuck was it for? I mean, this is just this, these movies, right? A bunch They're of elaborate awful. booby traps. I'm, you know, I'm changing it. Like very, very elaborate yeah. booby traps. The, like, there's nothing in that temple in the first one that should still be functional, right? Because nothing lasts like... Thousands of years, right? Like that. Yeah, surely it would just be like okay, you, whatever elaborate trap they set up. I'm sure they did a good job, but like, surely some rope has rotted away by now, and the whole thing's been rendered. Yeah, the boulder went loose, or the boulder's worn away by like water or whatever. Yeah. Water seeped into the rats, ate all the rope. But what do you need? What do you? Got? That's what the movies are for, Dave. Yeah. Come on, you, need, you need the. Yeah, how much are you gonna pick it apart here? Huh? 
all um, that's what else are we gonna do yeah i know um and then it's also got one of my favorite jokes at the end it is like he's got like his that's true name. name why you call it well you always call him junior what does that mean he's like that's just nice henry don't do that it's like i'm indiana dad, dad. i like indiana <laughs> i like indiana you're the dog we named the dog indiana and so I was like, he's named after the dog. <laughs> it's good. It's a great joke. It's very strange. He's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be Indiana. Well, it is weird to name yourself after your dog, right? Yeah. That's bizarre. And he's like, I got a lot of good memories of that dog. So? Don't name yourself after a dog. If you started asking me to call you Oreo Jack, I would... Or Sarge. <laughs> the fuck? I'd, I'd... Also, what kind of fucking do- na- dog name is Indiana? It's a state. That's a fucking state, man. What are you talking about? Yeah. What the Okay, is Oreo a state, Tommy? So, we're not talking about any of the same things here, huh? Jack's dog's name is Oreo because it's a black and white dog. Why would you name a dog... Is, what what cause would you have to, to name a dog Indiana? Is it shaped like Indianapolis? I could see that. If you see had... what I mean? Like, that's the that's the holdup. I'm not saying it's because dog names need to be, like, very, like, respectable, proper gentleman names. I'm just <laughs> saying, what would, what would make you want to name your dog Indiana? I guess. It's got a lot of... It's, I, I feel like you want a shorter dog name, right? Indiana's got like five fucking syllables. But like, just call me Indiana! <laughs> oh, Indiana, where yeah. are you, Indiana? Well, they live in the south, so maybe it's... it's they got like... Do they? I thought they did. He lives by the um that the Archie's National Park in the beginning. I think he was just on a trip, wasn't he? But his dad had a whole... I thought it was, well, I guess his dad could have brought all <laughs> stuff with him. They had that whole office. That's true, actually. Wait, I, I forgot to mention that. The cold open to that one is also really good. It's where he it's, it's, origin. it's origin. It's the whole. It's everything. Yeah, they just the whip do, the hat. They, the they do the movie solo in about ten minutes. <laughs> do you think it's better or worse to just do it all in ten minutes? I think it's. Fine. On the one hand, it's like even more ridiculous. Where it's like, oh, every aspect of adult Indiana Jones personality is explained by this one. He day needed more friends. He had as a teenager, right? First of all, he's a Boy Scout. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> he <laughs> Pretty cool. Life. Pretty cool. Got those classic green they sewed uniforms. it on. Love that shit. They were riding horses through Arches National Park. Dope. I've been to Arches. It's a good place. I've seen the arch. Um, it's very dope. For those who don't know, we, we clapped because we're both Eagle Scouts, and that's cool. It's a very cool thing about us. Tom is too. Tom, are you an Eagle Scout? We had friends. We're friends. And a third <laughs> friend. We have like third, a fourth friend even, all of whom are also Eagle Scouts. Yeah. Together. You see how that works? It's four of us. It's like um, Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse uh, or Four Seasons or Four sure. Directions. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just everything, right? Yeah, it's how he gets the scar. It's how he the hat, the whip, the fear of snakes. Fear of snakes. But he just fell into snakes once. I don't know what made him so afraid. They're spooky, man. But he already picked up a snake and went, "It's just a snake," and then <laughs> threw it into the great. Void. Yeah, but trauma. It was like a traumatic. What do you mean? What, uh, you asking trauma? how people? <laughs> but he's not afraid of lions. He's like lions. What have to be lions? Never once. <laughs> well, okay. Rhinos. Why have to be rhinos? We never see those again. I'm just saying they should have filled that temple in the Raiders Lost Ark with lions. lions. He'd been like, you gotta go in there, lion, <laughs> get in the lion pit. Um, but yeah, that's fun, right? Yeah. He just steals his and own then personality he loses. from that guy. Yeah, he steals it back. He's like, Indiana, I remember you, you snot-nosed fuck. It's alright, though. Sometimes you gotta lose, kid. He just had to go to therapy. He probably would've been alright. Are you still on the snakes? What no, no, I meant, like, all of it. I feel like okay. the only reason he had, like, he, he held on to all that stuff in that one moment is because he had nothing else. His mom was dead. He had a dog to talk to. You don't think it was because it was cool? He's like, that this guy's can, cool. It can be cool, too. Oh. You don't think it's just because he's like, I guess cool, I want to be like him? Well, that and I also think his dad made him count to 20 in ancient Greek before he could talk to him. So, that, I don't know a lot about child raising. Can't make your kid like you that much. Nope. 
It's alright though. Men will literally find the Holy Grail <laughs> instead of, going instead to of talking to their dads. Hey, they fly a blimp. They do. That's what, they fun. Do like a yeah. They do. bring it back. Fill it with. That's another good joke. He's like, no ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Come on, man. This movie's uh, fucking great. I didn't say it wasn't. It's really good. I didn't. You're acting like I said it wasn't no, good. No, no, I'm just. It yeah. really might be one of the best ones, dude. When he shoots the tail off, and he's like, "I got us all." I'm sorry. <laughs> they crash land. Oh, when he basically when he makes that guy die with all the birds, mm-hmm. it's like I remember Charlemagne said this. <laughs> I even Charlemagne, you maniac. Maybe that's his professor. Because he's a big nerd. They're both big nerds. It's great stuff, man. Oh yeah. And this obviously where you get the classic. You know, it belongs in a museum, Jack. Belongs in a museum, except for the <laughs> ark. How does he get out, Jack? How is he doing so many adventures? But then he's supposed to be a professor. Right? There's a part in the first one, in the very towards the beginning there, when he when he's you know before he goes on the Ark mission, right? It's after the cold open before the Ark, mm. when he's like he's teaching a class. It's the part where the girl's got like "Love You" <laughs> drawn on her eyelids. Yeah. Anyways, they're doing that, and um, oh, but he's like, uh, "I'll be in my office on uh, Thursday, not Wednesday, or whatever." And I'm like, "You weren't in your office at all this week." Yeah. You left for Cairo that day. Yeah. Or the, and, um, <laughs> All your students are like, what the fuck? Or in a, I'm going to get a C. Is it in... Th- I think it's in this one, right? Where they all flood his office. He's like, uh, take a note of uh, who's... Yeah, it is his one. He's like, And then he's like, I'll leave out the window. Secretary did all that work. And they're like, he's not even here. It's tough, man. Also, his office was just full of shelves. Not a very good office. They're just trying to learn, you know? The students just want to learn archaeology. And he's like, kids, I'm too busy fighting nazis you know how many men i've killed in my line of work i've killed so many men and i'll kill again there's a part like towards the beginning of raiders where he's just like shooting dudes in the head in cairo and it's like what the fuck Andy? hey you, you gotta <laughs> shoot get away with that there's no authorities involved it's the nazis i guess so he mentions how he hates nazis i'm like good thanks for putting that line in george lucas you just had to make sure we saw the first one <laughs> yeah well yeah. nazis i hate that's nazis. why he, that's why he hates nazis before that, he wouldn't have had much interaction with them other than like, oh, I vaguely dislike the idea of Nazis. All right, you got anything else? What do I got written down for this? I don't know. I can't see your screen. All right, yeah, we're good. Uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Pretty good. Third best you one. It's pretty good, huh? I enjoyed it. There you go, I, Jack. My whole life, people are like, this fucking sucks. It's the All worst right. goddamn thing I've ever watched. I'm like, oh, jeez, I'm so sorry about that. CGI gophers and shit. Like, gophers didn't look great, but I mean, I think okay, all right. Man. Probably the worst part of this movie is either Shia LaBeouf or Tillis Winton's Excuse me, Kate Blanchett's accent. Always get it mixed up. I do it too, Jay. They're like the same person. They're like the same. They're not. Good, no. Very good actors, though. Yeah, both of them. Um, yeah, Chalabov's not great. Bit of a cringe. Bit of a cringe. There's a reason he's not in the new one. There's a reason they didn't end up making a spinoff with him or anything. Where it's like maybe I'm Indiana Jones now, isn't it? They tried to. They give him the hat, and I was like, they really were like, and he's gonna do the rest of them. Nope. But then he made only good movies after that, like Transformers. Transformers, Re- what's the second one? Revenge of the Fallen. Thank you, Revenge of the Fallen. Transformers 3, Oh Rise Boy, More moon. Fallen. Transformers 4, Ra- Time Rise for Mark, War- Mark he's Wahlberg. He's not in the fourth one. I know, that's why I said Time for Mark Wahlberg. Transformers 5, Oh Boy, King Arthur. Okay, he's not in that one either. Why Transformers you- 6, Bumblebee. Transformers 7. Shia LaBeouf's not in those films. He's not? I gotta make a call. <laughs> um, he's in Nymphomaniac Part 1 and 2. I don't know that one. Is that a Transformers film? No. <laughs> Completely unrelated. What? Yeah, actually, believe uh, it or not. He looks like such a goober, though. It's 1950, so they're all doing goober shit. You think they're so cool being like, what, do your parents have a cow? It's like, shut up. What are you, Bart Simpson? Get out of here. When they're doing, like, Red Scare. I mean, it's Soviets. It's all, like, 
you know, you completely shift the time frame so there's no Nazis anymore, which is, you know, the new one is obviously even further, but they're just like, what if we did Nazis? What if Med Mikkelsen was Again. like, bring Nazis back. Hey, it's tried and true. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the thing about, like, the thing about Mud is that he's not smart because he's, like, didn't apply himself at school or whatever. So, like, he's not a doctor, which is also important. I love this scene we're watching the dinosaur where he dips his comb in a cola and brushes his hair. Not with cola. How much grease is in your average cola? You were there? Were you there, Jack? What's the grease content of cola? I don't know. I'm just saying, if you're going to rub whatever the fuck in your hair, what's the difference? God knows what they put in hairspray back then. Probably asbestos. Right. Keep it less flammable. You may as well fucking do a little Coca-Cola, I guess. Who cares? Also, I hate his name is Mud. What a terrible name. And they point that out, of course. Yeah, it's dumb. He's good at sword fighting, though. Yeah, he can fence. He swings through the jungle like a monkey. I want to see giant monkeys. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what, they did that thing that they did in the 2000s where, like, they do a scene and the whole thing is very CGI, except for the thing that they're standing on when they're driving the cars. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's all right. It's the time period. Uh, they get a crystal skull. It reads your mind. It's an alien. It's an alien. Uh, it's like an extra-dimensional alien. Yeah. There's a funny thing where um, Spielberg is like, I kept asking George, I was like, do we have to do Aliens, George, for D6? And I, like, I don't want to do Aliens. And I guess this must have been in development for a long, long time because he said, and then Independence Day came out and I was like, see, George, we can't do Aliens as good as they did Aliens. He's like, I already did Aliens. I did Close Encounters. Let's not do Aliens. And he's like, okay. And then he, and he came back and he said to me, he's like, we're not doing, I, I've decided we're not going to do Aliens. He's like, George, this is great news. Thank you. I'm so, I'm so glad. He's like, no, what they are is they're actually, they're, they're like extra dimensional. They're not really aliens. And he's like, oh, George, god damn it. <laughs> Fuck. And that's what's, that's what they are in this movie, huh? They're trying to get the crystal skull, which is like, you know, this ancient, like, relic. But it's also, it turns out it's just aliens. It's just alive, kind of. And they get there, and it's like a spaceship temple thing, and they have a, but they're, they were archaeologists too. And it flies away. It destroys everything. Mm hmm. And this Australian guy lies to him and tells us, I did it again. Kate Blanchett asked to know all the knowledge. It's too much knowledge, though, isn't it? And then she's like, please stop the knowledge. And it's like, Well, too late. You already asked for all the knowledge. She burns up. You're getting all the knowledge now. That's most of it, right? I I wrote, um... Speak Mayan. That's fun. I wrote Fridge. What do you think of the Fridge? That's that's another one of the big ones where at the time people were like, He survives a nuke in a fridge? Wow. Is that much dumber than surviving like a plane crash in a inflatable? Not much, right? Yeah, aren't those like maybe because like, really comparable? Uh, they probably are in like actuality, but like to my male brand, I probably could survive the plane one. I think that I could. I know I couldn't, but sure. I, but I'm like I probably could tank it. Indy, why did. couldn't you survive the nuke in a fridge? You may as well. Well, I think because it's because the nuke evokes so much more. There's more power behind it. Because those... yeah, but it was like far away. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying they're probably about the same. I'm probably not going to survive them either way. But I'm saying right. at least like, well, I could jump out of a plane, right? Sure. I don't know. Right. I'm, not, I'm not saying it makes sense, but I'm saying... I'm just saying neither of them makes sense. And it's weird that we're... This, you're drawing the line. It's the classic thing of like, this came out decades later. And so people were all like adults now. And they were being all critical of these movies that never... You wanted to be so critical. Yeah. It's like we always say with Star Wars, where it's like if you apply the same standards people want to apply to these new ones to those, they, don't they also up. don't hold up either. So yeah, they make up new force powers all the time. People always forget like there's no telekinesis until the second one. Mm-hmm. They don't lift or move anything with the force. So going into Empire, if if people had the same rules they had now, which is like never add anything new, they'd be like, how come Luke can lift the lightsaber with the force now? That's kind of stupid. What is he thing. magic? What Fuck is he you. magic? 
Oh, we can just do anything now, huh? Oh, what's even matter? Mary Sue, I'm going <laughs> to kill myself. My childhood's ruined. I'm 15 right now. <laughs> My childhood from three years ago is destroyed. God, I'll never watch another movie. Obi-Wan Kenobi said it was a mystical energy field that helps... It like, binds it, us. It penetrates us. He didn't say you could lift things with it. What the fuck? So, I think this movie's also fine, Jack. Told you, I have, I have fond memories of seeing it at the movie theater when it came out. Where I was like, holy shit, there's another Indiana Jones movie, and it's in theaters. Isn't this incredible? Which is a phenomenon we've talked about with like Star Wars and other stuff, which is like, look at it. It's a thing I can see it now because it is newer, and there's some there's something to that. And there's something special to that, to be like, listen, maybe it's not the best one, but like... It's a new one. I wasn't there, okay? I couldn't see Raiders, so... <laughs> but you bought something. It's like, this is neat. It paid for an experience. Yeah, yeah. And the experience of seeing Kingdom of the Crystal Skull at theaters. And I was like, oh my god, those... Those Russians, they killed all those nice American soldier guys. Oh, they got messed, Area 51. messed up. Oh, my God. How could they have done ah, that? And, and then I was like, oh, my God, it's the Ark. It's in there. They've done it. Good stuff. Uh, anything else for this one? No, I don't think so. Perfect. So we could. I'll move on. I guess so. Christian General. Indiana Jones. Fan. Good movies, I think. Good movies. Quality films. I was a fan. Sorry for number five next week. So right now, we will agitate out of that into Always Sunny... In Philadelphia, episode four of season six, 16, excuse me, Frank versus Russia. Uh, so this episode starts out with Charlie waking Frank up suddenly, uh, and he's in a haze, and he's running, he's like, we gotta get there, they get into a, a gymnasium to play a Russian in chess, and there's all people taking pictures of him, and he's all, he's gotta take a shit, he's all disoriented, and we don't know what's going on, and then, ooh, and we cut to two days earlier, and we kind of start um, feeling uh, they are having trouble in the bar. Dennis first, as that's how it starts. Uh, Dennis is having trouble in the bar because Mac and D are just all over him because they need help with their love lives, and he cannot be bothered to help a single person. He hates it. They're all very annoying to him. Mac is particularly needy in this episode, um, but that's kind of where he's at. In this, this is all very stupid. <laughs> yeah, he's immensely stupid. Probably the dumbest he's ever been. <laughs> like dumber than Charlie being illiterate, pretty much. Um. Which is fine. Mac, Mac's being, Mac, Mac and Charlie are supposed to be really stupid. Uh, so yeah, basically, Mac is talking to this guy Johnny, or we think he's talking. It's hardly that. Uh, and they're trying to like move, get moving on. He tries to talk to Frank about it, and they're like, "Frank, you're homophobic." He's like, "No, I get it. They did the dance, and I, I understand it all. Like, I'm, I'm totally down with it." And he's like, "Yeah, Frank, I got anal beads. And they vibrate my asshole, and I go to this <laughs> motel." And Frank's like, "Nope, I'm out. I don't get it. I'm never gonna get it. I'm out of here. I hate this." Uh, they're trying to find a restaurant buzzer because they're trying to let Frank win at chess by just buzzing. Which is a that controversy that happened, what was it, a couple years ago now? Oh, let's do I think two or three years ago. In real life? Uh, it was a few months ago? Definitely wasn't a few months ago. <laughs> how, how long is a few months ago? Because it's June now. We should all look it up at once. It was September of last year, so it's not quite a few months or a year or two, but whatever. Right in the middle. Exactly. They never explain how... You're able to just use a restaurant buzzer at will, but that's fine. That's fine. How, or how they get to Frank just to like hold his move for so long, he's run out of time. Yeah, it's very. I and I, I always wondered that at the time. I was like, they had to have some kind of more complicated system worked out, right? Yeah, for some some kind of way to communicate more efficiently, efficiently with buzzes other than just yes and no. Because then, yeah, otherwise you have to do the thing where it's like this. This one? This well, one? No, this one. Okay, what do uh, this one? But um, yeah, you gotta say it out loud. 
we get a pretty fun thing. We get introduced to a new system in this one, right? Yeah. That. So Dennis reveals that he has a system for attracting uh, men, and it's sin. naturally it's the opposite. It's the sin system, which is Dennis backwards, which all kind of works. It's pretty fun. They have a very funny scene where they're like, "Oh my god." Sin, I, how'd you come up with that? He's like, oh, Dennis Backer. He's like, whoa, how did you even... What, what? A coincidence that that worked out. And he's like, what? What are the odds? And he's like, very, uh, very uh, high, man. It's my name. I just... I, I came up with Because I made it up. Uh, Dennis does a thing he did for Charlie way back when, when he took him on a date where he pretends to be the manager of an establishment to help the date go well. I'm surprised a real manager wasn't like, what are you doing? I, I was, I was, I had a thought. I was like, are they going to have that kind of happen? Where, like, in the middle of Dennis giving Mac, helping Mac out, someone from the staff is going to be like, who are you? Do you work here? But that didn't happen, which I was sorry. I didn't need to happen. It's just something I thought was going to. Um, but yeah, it's system basically where they, like, build up these guys' egos and then they kind of bring them back down and take control, much like Dennis does, and they get them. And so he's like, oh, I understand. It's great. And they go, oh, it's going to work. And they immediately fall back into their old ways. <laughs> D roofies herself. Cause she, <laughs> and this, they get her phone back. But doesn't get her phone. And then Mac puts the angel beads back in. And Dennis, I called it right before it happened. I was like, wait, I think Dennis is probably going to be Johnny, right? And he's like, I'm Johnny. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm seconds away. And he's Mac just can't completely made up to get Mac out of the house to get him buying things. <laughs> like, oh, no, all these shelled crabs happen. Oh, no, I I guess I'll eat them all by myself because they're my favorite. <laughs> just some weird dentist thing just to manipulate Mac. He's an awful, awful human. <laughs> but again, Mac's such an idiot about it. Yeah. Because I kind of understand. And he's like, Mac, let me show you. I have the controls right here. And then he's like, oh, Johnny's, Johnny's back. He's I been gone for so long. <laughs> Very stupid. And then later on when he's like, Mac, let me show you. I have the text right here. I can prove it's just me. And then he's like, you've got his phone? <laughs> you've got Johnny's phone? Give me... <laughs> I don't know how he text. He must have used some different app. Text him through, still his phone without his same number popping up. Probably mm-hmm. just like some other weird app. Uh, see, so they get to they get high enough in the rank, the Charlie and Frank, in their little subplot where they can't sneak the buzzer anymore. They have to use something else. And Dennis has a great idea, and he's she gets he gets on board because he's like, I can manipulate Frank like a puppet, <laughs> whatever I want. And he's like, I didn't say all that, but sure, Dennis, whatever. And uh, yeah, he puts the animal piece in Frank's ass and goes to town. And Frank has a bad time. <laughs> but it it works. But it works a little too well because Mac breaks somehow his never phone. Happens. That's true. But somehow it never is. No one catches on. No one catches on to him, uh, small, an 80-year-old man screaming in pain. But that's fine. And then he wins. It, he dates Russia for America. It's a little silly that like his phone cracks and it gets stuck at the highest level and he can't like disable it anyway. Yeah. But it's like, that's ah, fine. It's for the comedy of it. It's like, well, yeah. cut the Wi-Fi, cut the Wi-Fi, please. It's just for the bit, I guess. <laughs> yeah. but again, it's it's such an inefficient system. There's no way you'd actually be able to do that. It seems as a also, complete amateur. It also seems like he's not he's not like doing it in pulses. He's just controlling how hard it's going. So it's like, is he more? Can't think too much about it. Um, okay. This episode written entirely by Megan. What's your face? What's her name? Megan Gans. Thank you, Tommy. Um, well, I was gonna say who hosts the Always Sunny podcast with them, and also from Mythic Quest. True. And I think she's also directing the bowling episode. I think I she said she's directing the entire bowling episode. I think she wrote that one too. Interesting. Yes. No, oh, didn't we talk about it? Didn't they write the bowling one? Sure. I think so, yeah. I think yeah, you're right. I think she just directed it then. She wrote this one, direct the other one. Um so what do you think about this episode overall? It's pretty good. Yeah, pretty, pretty solid. Funny. Maybe the strongest of the season so far. That's what I said. Classic stuff. Again, I mean that's the sin system's pretty good. I, if anything, it's kinda of surprising it took them that long to get around to doing something like that. That's pretty good. Yeah, it means they 
They still got some old tricks. They got some tricks in their bag yet. Mm-hmm. Breaking back out. Uh, very classic character stuff where they just go right back into their old ways and listen to us yeah, at all. D and Mac, just insane. They're just fools. Just incapable of acting like normal human beings. Because they've gotten so weird. Because again, you know, it was the same thing as the Dennis system episode where it's just like, he's got this, again, this well thought out like system here where it's step by step and even then they're just so incapable of even carrying it out. This part where it's like, yeah, you gotta make him seem like you gotta make him feel like they're the most interesting person there, and he's like, you're the, you're the most interesting person here, and he's like, I he wouldn't, it wouldn't make any sense unless he knew everyone yeah. here, That's, and of course he does. Yeah, he, he knows everyone here, so he knows to be able to make that statement. Yeah, it's just insane. It's ridiculous. Wild. Um, I wish there was a little more of Frank and Charlie. It feels like they start and they well, we get a little scene with Uncle Jack as he helps them out. He uses their spy equipment. Charlie's mom in this one again. I think she's been in every episode so far. I think so, yeah. Interesting. Maybe she's going to do something. Maybe she's going to die. Yeah, kill her off in a I'm big explosion. For real this time. That'd be good if she's going to be like, I'm going to have cancer, and then she dies. She's like, oh, she <laughs> Jesus. That's, that, seems, that seems like a brand for them. Um, but yeah, good Uncle Jack making a big appearance. She's making a big appearance. He's got an ice cream truck because he's a pedophile. Horrible, creepy pervert. And he's like, I'll have a popsicle. He's like, I don't have any ice cream in here. <laughs> You know, this is the side gig. Let me get a screen grab of this kid with the glasses. He's like, Whoa. no. I did like that job when he's like, can't have alcohol in here. He's like, what, I can drink wine? <laughs> he's like, well, no. He's like, oh, fine, I gotta find somebody to sneak alcohol. And he like pops up a gun holding the beer. He's like, go away, man. Go away. Just go away. I gave you the beer. Give me the beer. I don't always let him stand there and watch over Frank. <laughs> well, he never stops looking. Like, he never looks over to yeah. that guy at all. He never gives him, like, time of day. Because he doesn't want to break the contact of the goggles. Yeah, yeah pretty good one, I thought. Yeah, halfway through the season, four more left. Just like that, huh? Just like that. We'll be it'll be overperforming now. It. You got anything to talk about? No, I think that's about it. All right, cool. I guess we'll wrap it up right about here. So, always thanks so much for listening. Uh, you can find us where we find your podcasts. Uh, we'll be there same time every week. Uh, you can find us on social media on Twitter at Akachek Jazz, Akachek J A Z, on Gmail at Akachek Jazz at Gmail dot com, or on Instagram at the Akachek Podcast. Any questions, comments, suggestions, concerns, reprimands, recipes, jokes, anything you got for us, we might respond. Uh, our intro was done by friend of the show, Celery Salt. You can find him on uh, Spotify and SoundCloud and Instagram for all updates about his musical adventures. Our logo was done by Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can always find him at inkocean.jpg on Instagram or on Redbubble for all his artistic ventures as well. And as always, we wrote it, we produced it, we built all the sets. Say good to the people, Zach. Good night. Good night and Godspeed.